You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Dave Song! Ladies and gentlemen, we Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And... I'm here? Oh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. So I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. So you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Whoa! <laughs> Welcome to The Rundown. <laughs> I'm your host, Troy. Joining me, Adam's here. You have COVID? What the fuck was that? I might. <laughs> True. How you doing, buddy? Good. 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 Joining us as well, Sal is here. What's going on, guys? Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. And, and rounding out the crew, Jason is here. This is the most interesting foursome I've ever been a part of. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. So we weren't here last week uh, due to uh, headache issues and general malaise. But uh, <laughs> I, was, I was not here due to baseball issues. Yes, yes. You you had you might have been the only. No, I, I think we all had legitimate excuses except for me. So I'll go with that. <laughs> But yeah, so we uh, we we did not record last week. There was a, a couple of things that happened, but in general, not not too much that they needed to like tackle right then and there. Uh, but we had another week, and we had another couple of big shows. But first, before we get into all of that, Jason, yes, how's your week been? Uh, been busy. Um, back to fall baseball now, driving me in. I'm sorry, some surprised you there, Adam. Did, did you not introduce Sal? No, he did. Okay. Are you okay? Are you I, I, I... <laughs> Is Adam riddled tonight? Um, be fun. Remember what happened on fucking wrestling this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on top of all of my normal, typical, oh, this shit is, sports stuff is crazy, uh, I am now the parent of a fucking teenager. That's right, Jackson turned 13 Tuesday, so uh, he is now full-blown teenager. So, happy birthday, kiddo. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's just, I, I feel old as shit. Um, you know, but, and, and as an example of how, you know, when I say my shit's crazy, uh, I sat down and thought, and, and I said, wait a second, so next Monday you have travel basketball tryouts. Followed by a game on a baseball game on Tuesday, 
followed by round two of basketball tryouts on Wednesday, followed by a game on Thursday, followed by a day off Friday, followed by a practice on Saturday, followed by a doubleheader on Sunday. This is this is what my life is now. This is my life now. <laughs> so you got a teenager in the house. I do. Wait till I do. you have one that drives. Oh, don't even fucking go there. Oh, I'm going there because she's going for her test October 8th. Look at that. Uh, funny, funny enough, Ginger in the chat saying, still using that baseball excuse, huh? <laughs> uh, one of us is on the show, motherfucker. What <laughs> up, Ginger? I, I was... believe, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but I believe Ginger had said he would come back once trips took over the whole fucking thing. Yes, he said he would come back once. We'll have to hold him to that. No, no, no. He said he couldn't watch this shit with with Vince in charge anymore, and he wasn't going to be able to talk about wrestling until trips took over. Yeah. Yeah. We we missed it, Ginger. So, um, I still got a couple years before I got a teenager, so that's that's my saving grace there. Sal... Yes. How's your week been? Oh, it's it's been a week, but um, it's all right. I you know busy with work and school, and the kids are obviously back in school and back to all their activities. And I mentioned my oldest is going for a license, which is terrifying to me. <laughs> but she, you know what? She's a great driver. She really is. So, um, probably better than my wife, but I'm not going to go there. So it's fine. She's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, excited that football was back. Got to watch some football this weekend. And uh, for anybody who's concerned that they can't watch games on Thursday night anymore, just go to Twitch. They stream the fucking shit on Twitch. <laughs> it is sort of, sort of stupid that you. I mean, I guess you got paid for the deal, but you're. Taking away your product from a bunch of other people, but whatever. No sense to me. Well, I get it from Amazon's perspective, but apparently, sure. <laughs> apparently, it's not good. I've heard that from what I've, I've heard. The I've, commentary's awful. I haven't listened to it yet. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it because it's it's Aikman, isn't it, or who is it? No, I think Aikman and Buck are doing the Monday Night Football now, aren't they, on ESPN? Um. But I guess there's like a oh it's Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. That's what That's it is. What it is. I recognized Al Michaels. I had no idea who the other fuck was. The other guy used to be an anchor on Sports Center, didn't he? Uh, Herbstreet was a, a college football guy. College football. That's what oh, it was. Yeah, which is sorry. which was an ESPN guy. weird. Yeah, which was weird that they brought him up for this, considering there's so many other people. But I heard that there's a lot of streaming issues with it. Um, a lot of buffering issues. A lot of people just getting kicked out. Um, I've seen a lot of a lot of people using the Tecmo Super Bowl uh, game and saying Thursday Night Football <laughs> streaming. So apparently it is not good streaming. Quality. I haven't watched it even. Lost in all this is that the Thursday Night game is very rarely good anyway. But right. still, Adam, your thoughts? The biggest complaint I heard, because I don't listen to any podcasts that actually talk about sports, was that there was some sort of halftime concert that they were – all hyping up, and then they showed like half a second of it and cut to something else. <laughs> nice. 
everybody was mad because it was some big some big artist who I now can't remember. Let's talk about the thing with football that everybody cares about, which is how I have three separate fantasy football teams, all with different players, none of whom have had a good week yet. <laughs> Not one across well, three fucking teams. Draft better, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's not true. Who was on your team that did good? Um, I tell you what. Why don't you Why don't you win your fantasy baseball matchup and then we'll talk next week? Okay. I'm, I'm already there. I'm already ahead of there, man. I think it's like eight and one right now. That's where I'm, I'm beating Troy at one too. So. That's right. Troy's in the playoffs. He's like, mm. <laughs> it happens. I don't. I don't get too bent out of shape out of the uh, fantasy stuff. But hey, Adam. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Not bad. How's your week been? Been a good couple of weeks. I bought uh, off Facebook an iPod Classic, <gasps> an eighty gig iPod Classic to put all my fucking music on, so I don't have to nice. pay for iTunes Match, and it doesn't go slow as shit when I run out of fucking gigs on my phone plan. Nice. If you if you want to feel old as shit, look Are at the too? video. I, I just shared on Facebook probably an hour or so ago. It's about these kids using a landline phone, having never seen a landline phone before in their life. Nice. My com my my comment was simply my bones hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you brought up a landline phone. Um tying that in, I watched the black phone last week. That's a good movie. Uh, I liked it. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke plays a fucked up character. <laughs> so, so can I just be the guy here that makes point the fact that Adam said something about not wanting to appear super old. So his solution was to buy a fucking streaming device that came out in 2001. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about not wanting to old. No, no. He bought that so he wouldn't have to deal with his music on his phone. Now it's in a nice little classic iPod. I, I still wish my classic iPod worked, man. It had like 3,000 songs on it. I just use my phone. I just use Spotify, but still. <laughs> Problem is, when you use up all the data on the phone plan, that fucking doesn't work right. Nice. Data plan. <laughs> I can't deal with not having unlimited data. At this data. point, they hand out unlimited data like it's candy yeah. anyway. I have... But if I go over like 20 gigs, they're like, all right, we're reducing your speed. That's the thing. They, they, they so, say yeah. they can. They never do. Uh, they they, they, they do. They I'm definitely do. <laughs> I've never had it happen. Well. But I have, so, I have Verizon. I'm also. Oh, well, that might be it. That'd be different. I have T-Mobile, and they but, love to, to butt fuck me. So. Well, T-Mobile has like four towers in the country, so, you know. T-Mobile well, merged with Sprint. They took all their towers. Yeah. Yeah, which, I had Sprint before. That ain't that a fucking compliment. Yeah, I, I had Sprint. T-Mobile took over, and I was like, well, that's fucking great. That's not what I wanted to have happen. And then, yeah, now I'm just kind of waiting until I can maybe go to something else. So, yeah. Go go to Verizon. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be going back to Verizon, which is what I don't want to do. Yeah. Well and I and I think they're see the problem is like they they run Verizon runs a lot of deals. This is old man talk for sure. 
Verizon runs a lot of deals with that. <laughs> yeah, we, could, we could go over our insurance plans again if you guys want to do that. I missed yeah. that conversation the other day. Yeah, I, I don't like uh, Apple products. Uh, so I, and that's like the big thing that Verizon does is like, hey, you come with us and we'll give you a free iPhone. It's like, I don't want that. Like my wife has an iPhone. She likes it. I don't. I like my, my Android devices. So that'd be the only thing I get. And me, if I'm going to like a, a new provider, I'm going to want a new phone. So just the way I am. I've got a Google Verizon Pixel, offer but all the Android phones too. I know that, but they they don't offer as many deals on them. That's what I'm looking for. Is like oh, the yeah, deals. They just don't. They don't sell as many of them, so they don't put those deals on TV. <laughs> if you go I into suppose. the store, they got all the deals. Gotcha. Uh, so it's like it's the same principle by which people used to tell you that Macs don't get viruses. Well. No, it's not that they can't get viruses. It's that they're three percent of the market share. So if you're inventing a virus, yeah. are you going to invent something that targets ninety-seven percent of the market, or <laughs> right. something that targets three? So you know, I did have a, a sort of an annoying thing happen the other day on my way. So Wednesday morning, I wake up, I get dressed, and I go head into my office. And my office is casual. Like we don't, especially since. Um, Coming back from the pandemic, it's, you know, jeans, t-shirt, whatever. We don't really have customers come into the building. So, and our new uh, boss is pretty cool about all that stuff. The only time that we're supposed to dress up is when we have board meetings on, you know, every once a month or whatever. Just because the, you know, high powered board members come into the building and they want everybody presentable and everything. They don't want you wearing a death metal fuck Jesus t-shirt when they're in there. But anyway. Um, so I get to, I'm, I'm driving to work and I get probably about halfway there. I get a text from my boss that says, Oh, Hey, tonight's board meeting day. Can you uh, just remember to check all everything upstairs before you, when you get in? I'm like, yeah, I didn't know it was board meeting day. So I <laughs> text him back. I'm like, so I'm in my normal stuff. Uh, should I go home and change and come in late? Or should I just come in as I am? And then I get what you always want to get from your boss, which is up to you. Oh, <laughs> helpful. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? That's like when you talk to your wife and you get a presenter with, yeah. hey, I, I could do this or I could do this. It's up to you. You know one oh. of those choices is going to get you one. In fucking serious trouble. Yeah. But it's a test. Question. Which one of these will get me fired? <laughs> right. It's a test to see if you make the right choice on your own. This is some wife shit my boss is pulling <laughs> on me. I was like, you know what? I'm turning the fuck around. I'm going to go home and change. How's there that? you go. <laughs> he went home and changed, and he was like, ah, fucking guy late for the meeting. No. <laughs> <laughs> And I will say this, the other thing I have discovered this past week, uh, last past two weeks, I guess, since I went here last week, um, with my son moving to the big field, it's a lot more fucking work to clean up the field after games. Sure it is. <laughs> Makes sense. Nice. Yeah. I finally managed to finish watching Shining Girls. Uh, it's an Apple TV show. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, and uh this needs to be a segment like every week we need to get this sponsored like what did troy watch this week right <laughs> i watch a lot of shows man like i and 
obviously I watch a lot of shows for, for my other podcasts I do. But, uh, yeah, this one, I, I might cover it, but, um, it was, uh, it was really good. It's, it's got a kind of science fiction twist to it. Um, it's got Elizabeth Moss, uh, as, as the main character and, and she, I, I always enjoy her. Right now I'm, I'm sort of sitting cause, uh, Handmaid's Tale came back, which is a show we watch, but it's getting a little bit too close to reality now. And so it's, it makes it a little bit more difficult to, <laughs> to enjoy it. And it is, it is a very depressing show. So, um, oftentimes, uh, you know, we have to, if we're going to watch an episode of that, we'll be like, all right, we'll watch this. And then afterwards we'll watch like an episode of little demon or Rick and Morty or some of that, just to kind of like give a little brevity before bed. But yeah. Welcome Astro. No, we are not past the bullshitting yet. <laughs> we didn't start that long ago. We haven't been bullshitting that long. Right. Also, also speaking, that, you're that talk about wrestling. <laughs> speaking of your other projects, uh, your episode that came out today, um, Dr. Something's Children. Sarkov? Yep. Yeah, that show sounds fucked up. It's a little bit. A little bit fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a Netflix show, The Imperfects. It's been, uh, it, it's been out for three weeks now and has been in the top ten, like streaming each of those three weeks. Um, but it's, uh, it's interesting, um, to say the least. And the, the, the main dude in it, Dr. Sarkov, um, I don't know if on the like Marvel movie, it, it kind of is. It's a, it's a little superhero-esque, but uh, um, I don't know if on the show they're non-binary. Uh, they haven't approached that, but the actor is non-binary. So like, I I tried my hardest to make sure that I didn't like uh, misgender them on the show, but <laughs> but I'm like I was like, boy, I would like it if they could maybe clarify that on the show in the next episode, <laughs> so I can tell like, are they playing? A person who, you know, what's what what's the pronouns of Doctor Sarkov kind of thing? But no, it was a it, it it's an entertaining show, and I wanted to I wanted to kind of leap into it because it has been up on the top streaming charts so much. Um, so you know, like because uh, the Sandman is still is still out, but it's it's you know like getting far enough past on where where I might start losing some opportunities for viewers. Um, Cyberpunk just came out, and I've been. Uh, enjoying that uh, as well, but that's a problem with Netflix shows. It's like you know they they're bingeable, so they throw the entire season out there. So like trying to you know to like review episodes of it, it it winds up being like by the time I'm I finish up with the show, it's been out for three months or something like that. You know. So yeah. Speaking of uh, Netflix shows, and I know a lot of you you boys are fans, as am I, of true crime. Uh, I think it's called Sins of the Mother came out this week on Netflix. It's a sort of documentary series about the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell situation, if any of you followed that. But uh, it involves doomsday cults and murder and very yes. – and it's actually recent. So uh, yeah. it's worth checking out if you're looking for something to watch. Cool. Oh, I saw Dahmer came out as well. Yep. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I've, I've, yeah, neither – Neither have I, but I like Evan Peters, so mm, I'll be interested. I saw, I saw a lot of <clears> – <throat> what's that? I said I'll throw out a recommendation completely different than what you guys are talking about, but Pat Oswalt's new stand-up special is out on Netflix as well. came out yesterday. It's called We All Scream. Nice. And it's um, very good. Okay, so, so let me – do you guys find 
comedy less entertaining now that everybody's so worried about not offending people? I think it I, makes I, maybe some... it's just me because I grew up with you know Carlin and like the really edgier comedy. Yeah, exactly. So now it's like it, it feels like there's a lot more tiptoeing in the world of comedy than there ever was before. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't hit me the same way as it used to. I don't know. I, I've been having difficulty finding good comics. I find constantly going back and watching like old stuff from like Eddie Murphy and stuff like that. Um, John Mulaney's good. Yes. He's really good. I don't think he's had much new stuff, though. No. I think I've watched everything he's, he's put out there on Netflix. Actually, I have a hard time not thinking of him, or I did have a hard time not thinking of him every time Bailey did the entrance with the wacky, wavy, and sort of <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> because of one particular bit that he did. Yep. I mean, um, uh, Bo Burnham, when he came out with his special inside, I thought that, that was great. And um, he's... N- he will do some of those like uh um like edgier jokes stuff like that, and he did it in the special too. And I, I feel like he's one of those ones that that hasn't suffered at all for it. But obviously, like Dave Chappelle getting attacked left and right, kind of yeah. kind of thing. Um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. But yeah, um, Daniel Tosh gets ripped a lot too now, and just, yeah, you know. and and he's always been that way, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. But like, who's the other one that was really um, sort of intelligently <clears throat> offensive? Uh, Jeselnik. Jeselnik. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I agree, and I think that yeah, I've I've watched a little bit of him too, and I feel like you're right. He does he does seem like he's sort of turned, toned it down a little bit too. Yeah, I feel like they all feel like they have to, and sort of suck. Wow. Well, yeah, I did notice that Sarah I mean, Silverman. I get it, but at the same time, it just sort of sucks that we're at this point where we can't separate. Silverman still is at it, which is great. <laughs> she's She still has Yeah, but she's just, at this point, she's almost like, all of her shit is incredibly political. Yeah. Like, right. mm. That's the thing, too. There's, you can go too far down that route, yeah. that route these days, and it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> Have not you... really what I'm turning into comedy for. <laughs> nice. Have you seen the commercials that feature her now? She's in she's in a couple of commercials for something and they're they're funny because it's like um she talks about uh it's it's Uber Eats that she's doing commercials for and they're they're fucking funny commercials cuz she's just like she's talking about like yeah I'll have to uh uh save up all my money from from doing Uber Eats after I get canceled and you're <laughs> just like oh jeez so they they they're having a lot of fun with that, which is great. But I, yeah, I've always been a fan of her. But I I stopped listening to her her podcast because, like you said, she has gotten into it so much, and it's like I I'm just so surrounded by it that like I'm I I do my research, but it's like I don't want to listen to people talk about it anymore because it's just gonna rile you know get get me annoyed and get me pissed off. So. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of podcasts and to bring it all back to the wrestling circles, uh, I don't know if you guys caught it this week, uh, MJF made a lot of the rounds on the podcast tour. He did the wrestling podcast through Barstool, he did Ariel Hawani show. Uh both great listens. I would recommend catching yeah, segments on both of those as I found them. Very entertaining. There you go. Did he do Jericho's podcast? Nope. No. Oh, sorry. 
I feel like if I listen to that, I'll have this sudden urge to storm the Capitol. So I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You'll probably be doing it in your brand new me undies. Just use promo code. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor of us. I'm sure they sponsor that type shit. We're certainly open to discussing it with the fine folks at MeUndies. Of course. Speaking of which, I completely... That's a horrible segue. (laughs) Um, Well, all of those wrestlers' podcasts, I don't listen to any of them anymore. Like Stone Cold I used to listen to, Jericho I used to listen to, but Jericho did it to himself because I couldn't stand him anymore. Um, Taz doesn't even do the show anymore. And then there was... uh, Raven, but Raven. Mm. Kevin Nash's is actually Kevin Nash's. He has a yeah. podcast now. Yeah, yes. yeah. Click this. It's like click this. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. Um, but actually, that's an interesting question. As we're just bullshitting a little bit here, if you could pick one wrestler who doesn't have a podcast, Kevin Owens, that you think would make a great <laughs> podcast, what would it be? Who would it be? Kevin Owens. Okay. I, <laughs> yeah. Sal. Hmm. Uh, just because it's the first one that comes to mind, Sammy, Sammy Zane. Oh no, that would be a terrible podcast. No, I think it would be. Oh my <laughs> god, have you ever listened to anybody tell what Sammy's like when he's not on camera? Well, I would hope he'd still be performing a little bit then playing. I don't know. No, but man, he he goes a mile a minute. He is just like if he was like doing interviews. Fuck no, he would never. The person would never talk. It'd be like listening to the Bellas do an interview. Like they, it would just yeah. be about of everything but what the person was on. Um, like he's a he's a great dude, but yeah, like uh, yeah, like that's why I said like Owens would be really good. Sorry, I, Adam, I didn't give you a chance to to answer on that. Um, I'd say Seamus, honestly. Yeah. But he's got some good okay. stories. Yeah. yeah, I've listened to him. On another podcast, and yeah, he's he he is. When I first heard him on a podcast, it, it's what started turning me on to the fact I'm like, this guy's actually a decent dude. Just <laughs> like, yeah, right. Once you hear him talk, you're just like, he's like really humble, and like he doesn't need to be because he he's got a Hall of Fame career. So you're like, yeah, he could probably be an asshole, but no, he's just like, oh, this guy helped me, this guy helped me, and you know. So I I love them, but. Yeah, like like you said, Jason, I haven't really listened to to too many of them anymore either. So I always thought uh, Samoa Joe would do a great one. Yeah, a lot of stories. I remember how good he was on commentary. So I think that would he'd be well in that field. Yeah, for sure. So, Jason, you had something that you wanted us to try to do. I just thought it would be interesting. So I know a lot of times we sort of try to hold back and talk about the most popular or what we think is going to be the biggest story of the week at the end. And I sort of feel like a lot of people want to listen quickly and maybe don't stick around all the way till the end. And then we don't end up talking about the shit people want to hear us talk about. So what I thought might be cool is if we kick off the show with a little something called the most important thing of the week. So all of us just mention and we'll discuss what we thought was the most important thing of the week and then at the end of this but after we've all done that we can move on to anything else that we want to talk about but at least then we're hitting everything up front the important stuff's getting talked about and we don't have to wait till well we're not at that point in the show of grand slam we can discuss whatever the fuck we want in this segment because it's your turn to talk okay you need a bumper <laughs> well let's see how it goes first okay <laughs> i gotta use a bump 
Speaking uh, who of, goes first? Sal, you go first. Me? Alright. The most important shit of the week. Okay. As much as people... Is it just me or does Sal sound like he's far away? Sounds a little bit like he's far away. I can get all up on, I can get all up on the microphone if you want me to, buddy. No, it still sounds far away. Um, to me, the most important shit of the week was booking Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Okay, see, I wouldn't have expected that to be anyone's option, but go for it. I mean, kind of perfect position for Logan Paul. I know a lot of people are critical of it, like, oh, my God, he's getting a title shot. But this is in Saudi Arabia, so we know it's it's not going to be canon. Um, and it's going to bring a lot of eyes to that show. So I'm actually really intrigued to see how they play it out. And you know what? Logan Paul's actually been kind of impressive in the ring, surprisingly. For a guy who's only had two matches. Um, and I think Roman's going to get a great match out of him. Plus, it could set up Logan Paul turning heel if he gets beat clean in the middle, oh, which I'm all for. This is, but, but you just brought up what the biggest problem with this is. He doesn't have to turn heel. Did you hear the fucking reaction? That's he true, is too. He a heel. That's Nobody true likes too. him. Nobody will cheer for him. He is well, yeah, just lean into it. Just through, go with it. Which takes this match and takes all the interest. With Drew McIntyre, you had the built-in emotion of, for, for American fans, he's the face. He's easy to get behind. People wanted him to win. But then add in that atmosphere yeah, at Clash at the Castle with all of his, his country folk who want him to win the title in front of them. And you have none of that with Logan Paul. You have two guys who everybody hates wrestling. So... Why do you want to watch that? I, I hear that. Um, although I, I question how many people actually hate Roman at this point, especially internationally. A few. Sure. But um, I don't know. I just think it's, it's a, a very interesting main event for your Saudi show. And that's kind of what Saudi has been is these, you know, one-offs with Goldberg or whoever, Brock. Um. And God, you know, there's always that chance that they let Logan Paul win a belt, which would just be so funny because everybody on the internet would just start crying their fucking eyes out that night. <laughs> He's not going to, but <clears throat> but you know, um. But maybe if they want to get one of the belts off of Roman, they can do a thing where because he's only from Hollywood, he can only challenge for one title. I can't, the, the, the fucking mental masturbation that everyone is going through, it's like, it's like everyone forgot how to book. But anyways, um, y- you know, obviously there's going to be the whole Will Theory cash in thing, you know, that's going to be kind of holding over it. Um, the, Logan Paul, I mean, I, I don't hate his in-ring work. I've, I've enjoyed it. And it's just, it's just a bummer because we had gotten that, that, uh, where people were like, oh, they might bring Goldberg back to do a match against, like, this guy or whatever that, not for a title. And we kind of praised it, like, yeah, that's what these special attractions should be. They should just be, you know, regular matches, not for titles. And it's like, oh, wait, no, never mind, you ruined it. Because <laughs> you just <laughs> put the special attraction in a title match. Yeah, I just, I understand where they're going. Like you said, it's it's Saudi Arabia. I mean, I think to me the thing that made Clash of the Castle so cool was it was one of those sort of non-sequitur special, I'm sorry, premium live events, um, where you actually felt like 
it was something big could happen at any given time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by setting this match up, you're sort of putting us back in the idea of that this is just a show that doesn't matter. So there's really nothing's going to happen. There's really no reason to watch. And that to me is a little bit dangerous because I think you just sort of turn that corner of getting away from that sort of thinking from people. Yeah. Um, because like I said, everybody knows Logan Paul's not going to win. There's a spectacle aspect to it. Obviously. Right. You want to, but... you want to see how it's going to play out and sure. how is he going to do in the ring against the world champ, you know? Sure. But I don't know. I just it doesn't do anything for me personally. I'll watch it probably. And I've been impressed with what Logan Paul's done in the ring, but just, from a build to it standpoint, I'm just I'm not going to get behind it. One of the things I've noticed too is there is a buzz of albeit people who fall at Logan Paul, who they kind of like have turned into his matches just to see like, eh, oh Logan Paul's on, well, maybe I'll take a look to see what he's what he's doing in the WWE. So so he does bring eyes, um, which is weird. And again, I hate Logan Paul like and his stupid fucking brother. But um, for spectacle, I'm all about it. So the thing is, know. is that oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, God. I was gonna say the fact that it is such an obvious outcome. Yeah, I mean, it's a once. It's you can call it a once in a lifetime. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, but I I have no interest in it because. Like Jason said, there's no chance at all no. of of Logan walking away with with the title. I felt the same way with Brock at SummerSlam, but it was still a spectacle to see. There's no way that you thought that there was no way that Brock wasn't going to win a championship. <laughs> Logan Paul is if for sure. It's it's not Vince anymore, so we know there's no way Logan Paul is going to walk out of there with the championship belt. Sure. But for Brock doing a rematch after he just lost to Roman at Mania, no, I didn't I didn't see them going to Brock at SummerSlam as the actual champ. Um but the match was can't miss. I mean, cause just cuz all the crazy fucking shit they did in it, including putting the ring in a weird diagonal position well this is what's well, it's just fine but that's a completely different situation because there's no there's there's no stipulation on this match is there no. uh not yet yeah there, there logan paul's not driving a fucking backhoe to the ring right paul not... versus roman reigns inside a steel cage no i'm kidding i hope who knows right <laughs> maybe Saudi. the thing is, is that normally i mean roman roman is uh a much better wrestler than he once was, but he still uh, sort of needs the the better worker to to bring him along. And he's not going to be in there, and he's going to have to be the one to pull a good match out of Logan Paul. And that sort of worries me a bit, <laughs> because while Logan Paul has looked good, it's been a lot of, like, the people he's been working with, you know? So I I, I haven't... This is a match I'm not exactly looking forward to. I'm sure that there will be some better matches on the card. Uh, but yeah, this one I'm just like, eh, maybe maybe they should have gone with Solo Sokoa against him or something like that. Because <laughs> Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, while I'm sure it does great for the Saudi people and everything like that, and it gets more people to watch the show, 
uh, it's not it's not going to be match of the night for sure. Who is that? Is that Maria Manic or is that huh? on your background? Who's that? I don't worry about it. Oh, okay. All right, who's next with their most important thing of the week? Adam. But thank thank God we're having Crown Jewel, so Tony can get a get a stupid little shot in there. Um. Have here. What Adam? I'm just thinking what uh, what to bring up here. I'm. Uh, it's kind of more from last week, but it's fine. I'm enjoying damage control. I love the golf cart. Why did we not just put the tag titles on them to begin with? Why did we need three weeks of Raquel and uh, and they need to build to the Clash of the Castle show. Plus, they wanted a little bit of a surprise, and everybody expected Damage Control to win right away. So, Yeah, I think that's – I hate when they book like this. But I think that's the main reason they did it was because everybody just assumed Damage Control was winning a Clash. And then they were just like, oh, swerve. But um, I thought Aaliyah and, and Raquel were actually kind of coming into their own. What you just said is what... <laughs> yeah, right, Deb? Yeah. Um, Every time he says Aaliyah, I, I need to do the puke. <laughs> no, don't let that girl be known for that. She, she's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, now it seems like they almost wrote Aaliyah off because she, uh, she's hurt, right? Or kayfabe hurt. So they got what they wanted. They got Raquel being a single. <laughs> Yeah, I never, I never got the pairing myself to begin with. Uh, I guess they were going with female Diesel and Sean, but <laughs> have that ability to do that. So, um, I mean, I think it, I, I certainly think that that pairing and that run elevated Raquel Rodriguez a little bit. Yeah, they they sort of showcased her in those tag matches. Yeah, and realistically, it's the most shine Aaliyah's had since she's been on the main roster. So, mm-hmm. if that quick little brief. <laughs> Interaction elevated both of them. Then, what's the problem? Yeah, that's fine. Do and we see Bailey taking that title from Bianca at yes. Extreme Rules? Yes. I think so. Uh, I don't know if it's at Extreme Rules, but eventually, yes. Well, eventually. I mean, they're going to drag this off with three pay per views. Then I'm going to lose interest after each match. But I don't know. We'll I don't know about that. I don't know that I would lose interest in a, in a long feud between these two because I think that they're both really good. And I think that Bianca has been elevated to that main event status. And her win against Becky was like solidifying her as the main focus. And I think that having her lose to, to Bailey and the numbers game, uh, is going to, obviously, I think, I think that's going to be the War Games match. Um, is, <laughs> Uh, Bailey, damage control, and and maybe somebody else if they they bring it into there, and then whoever uh, Bianca can get on her side or whatever like that. But yeah, I I'm cool with them doing a longer feud because yeah, I I, I enjoy both of their work. So sure, but this isn't the first time that Bailey and Bianca have had a feud, and a long term one at that. So are we going to go back to hair versus hair? That's kind of where we were headed before Bailey got hurt. Maybe it's different now because now Bailey's got a uh, faction with her. 
You know, you got a crew. That's so. Cool. Anything else that you went into to talk right, about? What was the most important thing for you this week? Um, I guess uh, for me, um, it was it was the AEW tag titles, but it was there was an, another another aspect to that as well that that's kind of been bothering me. Um, it, we talked about a lot about how, how we didn't like the fact that WWE uh, would have so many DQ finishes or countouts and all the other kind of bullshit that they would throw around in there. And we would talk about the fact that, hey, you know, AEW has definitive finishes. They have people pinning people. They have, you know, like, there's there's no fuckery. And then all of a sudden, once Cody left, uh, that changed in AEW, and practically every match now has fuckery. Now, they still have finishes, other than coming up this Friday we have a DQ finish. They still do have, like, one person pins somebody else, but there's always somebody interfering uh, on the sides, and there's always something like that that's just uh, makes it so that somebody can take a take a loss because oh the other person cheated and, and like we had another thing here with the tag titles where we couldn't just have the acclaimed win them no 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 we had to have Billy Gunn do a fucking fame asser and we had to have uh you know Swerve hit Keith Lee with a boombox or whatever like that and it's just it's just too much to me. It's like, you, why can't we just have somebody definitively win a championship? But hey, but they still don't have any countouts or disqualification yeah. finishes. So and I don't On know. The what plus it, side, he also came nowhere near actually hitting him with the yeah. box. So this is true. And 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 Rick Knox had to do this weird little spin move to not see it. To Troy's yeah. point, instead of having you know just a DQ or a countout, we have to go. Through these incredible, you know, crazy hoops for the referee not to be able to see what happened. Right. And it's constant and it's getting a little bit okay, it it was kinda cute the first time, and now you've done it seventy five times in your past three months. And yeah. it's like I, So I, I would only the only thing I would really take exception with in that thing was acting like this is something new. I mean MJF has been doing fuck finishes in pretty much every match since he's been there. Um, not just him. It's been, Bert Baker's had a lot of those too. Like, it's been a thing since before Cody. It's been a thing since the company's been, it's been their way of avoiding having to do the DQs is, and still by their thought process, keep guys strong. Sure. But um, now it's getting like more, um, outlandish. Like instead of just having Pac hit somebody with the hammer that rings the bell that nobody could see him do, which is fine because they actually like the camera work they did on that. Instead, we have Billy Gunn doing a full move set, like while while Rick Knox is like, "Ow, ow, my eye! I what? Something in my eye!" <laughs> I just yeah, I just feel like it's. I think I think it's more yeah. The ways to do it more subtly, a la you know, um, Bobby Heenan tripping the Ultimate Warrior and holding his foot down at WrestleMania Five. So right. Yep. Victory. Um, I I see the case that it's sort of getting to the point of being too overbooking. But at the same time, like I said, at least you're getting a winner. Would you rather get fuckery that leads to a disqualification? Because that's what we were getting for a long time. And if I'm going to get fuckery either way, I'd rather get fuckery that gives me a winner. Yeah. Something to sort of say I saw a finish at least. But, yeah. but to 
point, I don't think the acclaimed needed 50-something-year-old Billy Gunn to win the match for them. You know, of all fucking people, like, maybe not use him in that spot. I just, maybe it's just the old school in me, I but mean, I, I, I always, I always, I always thought that it was, you would only see those types of things with the heels. And. Yeah, it's new school wrestling now. Yeah. I don't love it either, but. Yeah. And I, of, there, there really is, I mean, when Triple H said a while ago, there, there is no such thing as a heel or face anymore. He really wasn't wrong. Right. I mean, like we just talked about Logan, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. There is no heel or no face in that. Nobody likes either one of them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think we sort of underestimate the popularity of Billy Gunn as part of this act too, though, with a lot of the AEW crowd. I mean, the scissor me daddy ass is one of the most popular shirts they sell right now. Um, he has added a lot to that act, at least in terms of, um, getting them even more over than they already were. Mm-hmm. So to that end, I don't necessarily have as big of a problem as you guys with him being in the finish. I, it's just, like I said, it just, there was so much that, that went on in that before we finally that went got on away too long. Yeah. I, I will grant you that. Now the, the I mean, funny part, and I think I said it in the host, I was like, these two teams had an absolute classic match at the pay-per-view that I was on the edge of my seat for the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then I look at this and it's a sloppy fucking mess, convoluted, overbooked, just as a way to get the titles on the acclaimed. Whereas yeah, if you I mean, just who, put them on them in the first place seen... after that tremendous match, then you have a moment that everybody can enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was shocked that the titles changed hands. Who, yeah, who I mean, could it's... have possibly seen the acclaimed walking away with the gold? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that that was just a matter of they weren't expecting to do a rematch. They were expecting this to be okay. I, I can tell you, Swerve wasn't from watching no. the press conference. <laughs> exactly. So it's like they, they, the two of them, or the four of them, I should say, turned around and and booked a really good pay per view match. And then because of the fans and because Tony Khan doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, they're like, "Hey, okay, uh, you got a week, come up with another match." And that's what we got. It was, you know, we got. I don't know why they didn't do a media scrum after Grand Slam. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I, I almost wonder if if Keith and uh, Swerve really didn't have their heart in it in this one. I mean, Keith I mean, and Swerve were legitimately pissed. Yeah. At the press conference. That's what I mean. That I mean. Like, you can go back and watch that, and you can see the moment they were like, what the fuck is this guy doing to us? He's basically it, it, burying us up here in front of the entire assembly yeah. media. Yeah, it, it doesn't really surprise me that the match was a mess. That, you know, this this rematch, it just, timing was off everywhere. Things, like, like you said, looked sloppy. That was a um, theme for this entire show, honestly. Sure, but yeah. from coming from match of the pay-per-view to... to this being the rematch, I just didn't get it. Disappointing. It's a word I'm going to use a lot when I talk about AEW this week. Well, and again, <laughs> again, it's it's if you're going, you, you throw around and use all these distraction finishes and stuff like that. That's usually when you are able to do a rematch. There wasn't that in their first match, so it was like they definitively beat them. And the storyline was, well, I guess we're going to run it back. It's like, that's not a storyline. That's not, there's no reason why they got a rematch. They lost. And then that was when they were just granted another rematch and then won. It's like, that's not, that is the worst fucking 
<laughs> storytelling you could do is just to be like, he literally oh, said, not how this works. It's yeah. not how any of this works. He literally <laughs> said during that media scrum, well, after that reaction. you're talking about. <laughs> he literally said, like, so well, like, after that reaction, I think we we have to run it back at Arthur Ashe. And, and yeah. I'm fucking kidding me? Well, and, and that was, Sal, that was a response to a question of, listening to the crowd reaction, should you have just called an audible and changed the finish on the fly? <laughs> the dumb question. You mm-hmm. sh- shouldn't even ask that question. Because what's Tony Khan supposed to say? Yeah, well, you know, you're right. I should have just changed the booking right there and then. Like, but so she... it's a question I don't expect him to answer. I don't know that I would say it's the dumbest question. No, there was other ones that were worse than it's that. Sort of like when, <laughs> well, no, because no, it's sort of like when you go into a press conference with Bill Belichick. You know he's not going to tell you anything. Right. You right. know the reaction you're going to get. But that doesn't mean it's a stupid question or it's a question that shouldn't be asked. You just go into it knowing you're not going to get a good answer. Also, right. this is what happens when the only people you invite to these media scrums are the people that'll suck your dick and not actually journalists who know how to do their job. Because it'll be like, be like, oh uh, yes, just... uh, Billy with with uh, uh, shootfartwrestling.com, What's your question? You know, like that. That's the shit. Is like you're not getting actual people that know what the fuck they're doing. So they're going to ask things like, "We really like the Max Caster. Why didn't she put the title on him?" Like that's oh, the stuff well, uh, you get. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to put the title on him uh, in two weeks at Arthur Ashe. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. You can ask. You're right. You can ask those questions. Tony Khan does not answer them because he's a fucking idiot. He's a deer in a headlights idiot when he gets asked shit like that. <laughs> and he and he gives shit away without realizing he's giving shit away. Speaking of Tony Khan, maybe, maybe not. Jason, what's your important thing of the week? Okay, so I'm going to do something a little different than I guess what everyone else did. Um, to me, my most important thing of the week was the announcement we got this week that for the first time in a long time, Survivor Series is going to be real interesting this year because gone is brand supremacy. Gone necessarily is the five-on-five <laughs> tag matches that serve no purpose. And they are going to usher in a new era WWE for Survivor Series, which is war games. They are bringing the concept up from NXT to the main roster, um, which is exciting and interesting to me for a whole lot of reasons, not the least of which is it looked great in NXT. Now add the WWE's higher-level production to that, Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I love the concept. I love the way WWE sort of put their own spin on it. Um, I, and I'm very, very excited to see what they do with this. And for me, a, a pay-per-view that I would normally be like, eh, we just got to get through it to get to the Royal Rumble. Now I find myself super interested. And, and I think this is a big, uh, big win in terms of the, uh, the perception, this announcement. Yeah. Not to mention, we've, t- we've said it before, you book the gimmick when the feud calls for it, not the other way around. And you literally have, at least for the men, you've got a stable of dudes, the bloodline, where you're like, well, they have to be in war games, right? Because that is the, those, that is the feud that needs it. And you got Bailey and her chicks, and you're like, yep, that makes sense for them to do that too. It's not going to be thrown together shit or anything like that. It is pretty impressive that in his first year booking Survivor Series, Triple H has found a way to very simply 
but very much so make it interesting again. Because you you know he was one of those guys who was just like, this makes no sense. Drew McIntyre was on Raw two weeks ago. Why does he care if something that went? Yeah. (laughs) Brand supremacy was always the dumbest thing they ever came up with. Um, But the potential for the bloodline versus, you know, you get like Riddle, McIntyre, the Prophets, like whoever you want to get on the other side, you know they're going to make it work and it's going to be amazing. Bad Cap Moss. Well, maybe not him, but <laughs> other than other He's, than I think he seems the, to be being thrown into that. Yeah, other than like the first first year of the brand split, the only other other time that Survivor Series has been uh, important was when NXT was a part of it. Mm-hmm. That was that it. One time. That one time. <laughs> one time. And it, and it made total sense, and and the storyline was there, and everything like that. Like that that was awesome. And then they went back to being like Raw versus SmackDown, even though we had a draft Vince, two months ago. Vince, Vince saw that people actually liked NXT, and went, well, we can't fucking have that, pal. That's right. Yeah, I'm down for it. Uh, obviously, it, it's a bummer that we don't get anyone screaming War Games, but yeah, it's. Oh, I can do Triple it. Triple H will scream it. <laughs> I'm free. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you had to pick five. To go against Bailey's group, and we'll assume she'll get like Nikki and Dewdrop to like join up with her that night. Who are the five you're picking to go against? I don't. I wouldn't put Nikki and Dewdrop. I would put Toxic Attraction with them. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I haven't figured out if they're on the main roster or not because they were once again on NXT in a full match. So. I mean, Solo Sokoa's on both shows, and then had to relinquish. I think they're bringing them up, bringing them back into SmackDown to have them do a job. Was not necessarily the best way to present them. Right. Group new act, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the obvious is Bianca, yep. Alexa, and Oscar. Um, Oscar, because they've already sort of started that. Then you can add Raquel and Aaliyah if you want to. I would prefer that to be the spot that we reintroduce Sasha and Naomi, and let's get them. Yeah, there. that would actually make that match ten, like so anticipated. That would be really good. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And then you can set up obviously the tag team situation where they're on the other side from EO and Dakota. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I can come up with a better better group than that, honestly. And I uh, Asuka and, and EO yet again facing off against each other. Sign my penis up. So. <laughs> I want to see them in a one on one. Like a real Yeah, like- I want to see them scissor too. I just wish I could get tickets to SummerSlam, to Survivor Series. Oh, oh see, now you want tickets to Survivor Series. Yes, because now it's interesting. Yeah, when it was Branch of the Privacy, you couldn't give a shit. Which why? is what I don't understand why they didn't recognize that. Like, Vince had it in his fucking, like, skull that he had to do Raw versus SmackDown. Why? Nobody fucking cared. Vince did. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so Vince, Vince thought it mattered to people. Like you said, it doesn't when they were just on the other show three weeks prior. Right. Yeah. And also, it, it doesn't make much sense this year anyway because of the all the unified titles that we've got. Not, not and to all mention, the people that yeah. shows. Not to mention the same guy runs both shows. Right. Once, right. once you got rid of the brand-specific GMs, there was no point for brand supremacy anymore because you didn't have then... Like the face that you didn't have Stephanie going against Eric Bischoff, you know. So what was the fucking point? You had 
you had Adam Pierce going, all right, I'm guess I'm going to put my red team against my blue team now. Like that was all it was. <laughs> Same thing with the weird like draft trades. It's just like you can't do that when you only have one guy who's doing the draft for both shows. That's why they had to introduce like the network people that were make that oh, were that, pulling that things. That was so fucking forced. Like, well, oh look, Fox robot the... there from the NFL. Thing. <laughs> yeah, they also had a guy in a YMCA outfit. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the war room for Fox. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. the was in there. It was, it was nowhere near as funny as when what was it Belichick during the NFL draft when they did it remote that year just had his dog on the screen. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, when they did the remote one, wasn't there one of the coaches that took a shit in the middle? Of the, like I think too. He <laughs> was like on the toilet with the door open during one of the things, and they had like they, they like moved the camera off of it. <laughs> God, I miss that shit. Uh, literally, yeah. <laughs> you just you just hear from across the room. We're taking McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Celebratory flush. <laughs> Shout out to the asshole. Um, so I have another one, another thing that happened this week that probably is the first thing, first time this thing has happened for me here. There was a lot of stuff Triple H did this week that I I disagreed with. Oh, okay. Interesting. Is this the first time for you that he's uh gone in a direction you didn't like? I don't. I don't, I don't think he had a great week. <laughs> no, NXT existed <Okay>. before. <laughs> let's just let's just say it. let's go there. Um, starting first and foremost with the fact that we mentioned Solo Sokoa won the title on last week's two weeks ago on NXT the North American title. Mm-hmm. Then you bring him to SmackDown, have him defend said North American title against a non-NXT talent, mm-hmm. and then on the next episode of NXT, strip Solo Sokoa of the title because he wasn't supposed to be in a match in the first place. Yep. I, Look, it takes Sean a while to watch SmackDown, okay? Right. <laughs> when I, you would think it would be I... faster. He can watch multiple things at once. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just it did it, it's it was very stupid and convoluted to me and I, something we haven't seen from him yet. Um also the other one to me that really stood out because this is something Vince used to do was like set up expectations for something only to have nothing happen. And when they decided not to have Seth and Lashley as the main event and to end the show with Alexa versus Bailey and God love Alexa, I, I like, just, but did that match really deserve a main event slot on Raw? So I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, this has got to be like Becky's coming back or this is Sasha and Naomi coming back. Something's going to happen. That's the only reason you do this as the main event because there's something that's going to happen after it that's going to be an oh shit moment and nothing. And it just sort of left the show ending flat for me. Uh, whereas I think ending it with Seth and, and Lashley, you get a big fee, a big main event, big fight feel, a match that we didn't really know which way it was going to go for a title, and I don't understand why you book it the way you did. Yeah. I, I agree we got, with a, that. we got a light flicker. Did. Yeah. <laughs> which, okay. During to Alexa's J- match. Do, do, do. To, right. to Jason's point, now you're setting the table for some something big to happen at the end of that match, and Damage control doing a beatdown isn't good enough. Is I know that doesn't sound right, but it's it's the truth. Like they're not a big of a deal to 
they have that impact of closing the show. Like if the bloodline did a beatdown, like that's a different story because it's right. the bloodline. But damage control doing that, it's like, oh, okay. Bailey, you know, she's getting her. But if, if, if Seth and, if Seth and Lashley didn't open the show, how could we have had that show run through Riddle and Seth beating the crap out of each other, leading to a fight pit at Extreme Rules? Who ends the match? They start fighting. They get pulled <laughs> apart. Someone grabs a microphone and Riddle challenges him to fight pit. And again, we get way too convoluted with how to book this shit. It's really not that hard to get to where you want to go. More fight often pit. than not. I know, right? That, that was a little, uh, yeah, that that was a little like forced. What what do you want? Wait, I want to fight you in fight pit, bro. Fight Your pit. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> fight pit. Yeah, don't drag him off until he says the word fight pit. Then cut. <sighs> so yeah. in the next couple of weeks, we're getting fight pit and war games. So they're just taking all the concepts from NXT now and bringing them in. So. It's okay, though, because NXT is still taking things from the main roster, such as taking somebody who has been on NXT for, oh, let's say, three years and giving them a brand new name out of nowhere. Who's that? (laughs) Oliver Carter, the former tag champ for NXT UK, suddenly became Oro Mensa. (laughs) Nobody watches NXT UK. Well, that being said, I didn't know. Deadly's name, too? They changed Pretty Deadly's names once they came over, yeah. So why are you offended by this one now? Because this was like the... This was one I of those know things. Pretty Deadly more than I knew this guy. I didn't watch NXT I, UK. I did. Yeah. How, how long did I do spot of NXT? And I watched NXT this week, and I saw Aro Mensa, and I didn't go, Oh, it's Oliver Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a bummer, but... Um, I mean, if you watch NXT UK, obviously, you know, Oliver Carter, he, he was one of the tag team champions before his partner blew out his ACL. Uh, but Did, uh, Ben Carter debut on NXT UK and then just become Nathan Frazier out of nowhere? No, he was Nathan Frazier as soon as he debuted on NXT UK. Anyway. It's not the first time NXT has changed someone's name after we've already been introduced. Yeah. Like I said, the Gunther one was the worst because they called right. him Walter on that show into that match. They, start to, they start to announce him as the winner, and he goes, no, no, don't win all of this match. Gunther. Yeah, no, that I get. I was just saying that, like, uh, if, if anyone thought that that was, like, just a Vince thing, changing people's names, it's not. <laughs> now, um, taking, yeah, taking away people's NXT. names... <laughs> Or half yeah, of their that, names. Those are the ones when they're on, they're, when they don't move, if they move to a different show or a different brand, you want to repackage them, I'm fine with that. It's when you take them on a show they've been on and change their fucking names on that show, that's when it's a little weird. Speaking of packaging and repackaging, um, so Joe Gacy's group, yes. they're called Schism. Yep. Okay. But his two, um, you know, uh, the- lackeys there. The lackeys are the dyad, yep. Okay. Were they the dyad on TV? Yeah. Because I seem to remember them being... um, Grizzled young vets? (laughs) Yes, grizzled young vets, and never being on TV as the dyad. They were once they they got their new names. It's like when Midian joined the the fucking uh, ministry. 
And he was naked Midian? No. <laughs> no, he, he was, was... Godwin and then became Midian. Wasn't he uh, uh, his real name for a little bit too? In between? Was it Michael yeah, Knight? Dennis Knight. Dennis Knight, this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... No, a... that's... I just didn't remember them being named the Dyad, so I'm just like, are we supposed to? Well, they were the Dyad when they had the hoods and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they stopped being James Drake. Ben Carter. Ben Carter had three matches on NXT UK as Ben Carter. I told you. In uh, January and February of 2021. Yeah. Including his first match for the Cruiserweight title against Jordan Devlin. Well, I mean, fucking. about business, woman. Oro Menso has got got a fucking qualifying (laughs) match for the North American Championship, so. Oh, I was gonna say Jordan Devlin, JD Madonna. Do, <laughs> do do we think it would be dumb for them to do this whole thing and just put the belt back on Solo, right? I mean, it would be dumb to do the whole tournament and put the belt back on Moxley, but more on that later. <laughs> well, I don't think that Solo's going to be in the ladder match. Yeah, I don't think Solo's going to be in the match. I think that's the reason he vacated the title is because he didn't plan on working any dates for NXT and they didn't need him to. So. But I also don't want to see Carmelo Hayes go for that title anymore. I want him to go for no, the, the main, yeah. main championship. They're ready for Carmelo to jump up either because now they've introduced Dragonov and mm-hmm. Tyler Bates still hanging around and now JD McDonough's back in the mix. And... Yeah. We'll see. Speaking of, speaking of, I'm just thinking of it, why don't the three of them just feud over the NXT UK title? Just give them that. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, you can, you can, I mean, listen, how many times did that big gold belt go away and That's come true. back? I mean, you can just do whatever the fuck you want to. Just have him feud for the new NXT Europe title, and I don't know. I think I think it's weird. I think that's my favorite thing about uh, people fucking jumping over their own dicks. By the way, no, he got fired. He got released. Trent Seven got released. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Remember seeing that? Remember the cuts? Yeah, he got released. I don't remember that. I must have missed that one. Bye bye, creepy Uncle Trent. Yeah. Um, Every everybody is jumping over their dicks trying to figure out how to how to get one of the titles off Roman. Don't just introduce another title. We've done it before. <laughs> Literally, just make a new Where Raw do you title. Think the Actually, universal title came yeah. from. Yeah, so you, you don't have to take a title off with the other title. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to take a title off of him. Brock Lesnar was the undisputed champion way back. Like I'm talking 2002. Yeah. And Paul Heyman signed him to an exclusive deal on SmackDown, so they were just like, well, bring back the big gold belt. Exactly. Every time they need to pop a pay-per-view, they got to unify the titles. Right. That's going to end with, like, Roman walking around with, like, seven titles. Hanging right. Off. Ultimo, oh, Dragon, Dragon. Ultimo Dragon. Star. Next week, folks, we're going to introduce the new title on Raw. He's going to have to get new members of the fucking bloodline just to carry his belts for him. He's got enough cousins. It will be fine. That's true. We found this one in the auto pack. A whole island full of them. That's true. <laughs> Oh man, what do we think about Joe Gacy's group? Is it is it? Eh. It's, about, I don't know. it's about to get another member. Uh, who cares? <laughs> but this one's the Rock's daughter. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Cameron Grimes. No, no. Oh, we, yeah, we, he seems to be kind of spinning his wheels too. I don't, I don't know. That's Cameron for you. Um. We did get uh, get word though that the they are now instituting a policy where if you, as a PC recruit, are not on TV within two years, you will be released. You got to wonder why. <laughs> yeah, because you had for like five years. Because you had Ty Dillinger fucking there for like six years before he finally got <laughs> got put on TV. But yeah, 
That makes total sense. Super fucking over. He did. He did. Which I'm sure that they were happy that happened. But so, but but that's a great example of we're we're instituting this policy where if we're shitty at our jobs, you're going to get fired. Like if we don't know how to package you and introduce you to the audience, yeah, and put you out there, you can be really fucking good and have the ability to get really fucking over. But if we just, you know, we're focused on this other guy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Diana is another example of that. Yeah. Well, I, I I still say that they were right to get rid of her. <laughs> I don't know, dude. She's done a great job getting herself over. It, I mean, you can, you can there there are elements you can make the case for. I've made them on this very show, but the reality of the situation is she went and she got herself over as shit nationally. It's yeah. not even just a local thing anymore. She's on. You know, she was a big star for NWA. She's a big star. She made it. Sure. She had a dynamite match that one time. <laughs> she had a dynamite match that one time. Yeah. So, I mean. Um, no, Deanna, Deanna's done great for herself post-WWE. Look, you're never going to hit on everybody with with talent, and you're never going to um, not every once in a while push the wrong person and kind of keep them on TV for too long. You know? It's not a you, – you can't bat a thousand. So – for some of the people, I mean, I just—if that's the policy, I'd love to go through the list and see who would have never made it. You know what I mean? Sure, but if it's the policy going forward, then it's like, well, if well, we are... don't see what we need to in two years, you're gone. Well, I think Mandy, that's... Mandy Rose probably would never have made it. The Rock's daughter. <laughs> yeah, she's what just now Mandy showing Mandy? up on TV. <laughs> Sonya Deville. I don't think she was that. Was she down there for two years yeah, before they put her on TV? Enough, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Enough. And Mandy was in that same season too. And oh, I she think... didn't win it. It was that girl, Sarah. Sarah Lee, yeah. Sarah Lee, yeah. Nobody doesn't fuck like Sarah Lee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? The who was it? The fucking <clears throat> inside of her. I forget who it was. One of the wrestlers. Uh, Murphy. Murphy, that's right. Oh, no, God. no, it was the other one. Wesley Blake, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was Wesley Blake. That's right. Murphy was was doing Alexa. Mm-hmm. Uh. Is he still with Sarah Lee? I think Wesley Blake is, yeah, because they had a kid. They have two kids now. Yeah, he's, he's still married to her. Weston Blake. That's his called now. She was, but she had, I don't think she had any in-ring talent. <laughs> no, she I, didn't. I, I, I never saw her. I, she shouldn't have won. Never once saw her wrestle, so. I yeah, because she know. never once wrestled. <laughs> was, that the, was that the fan vote season? Yes. Yeah, because that was like that that dude ZZ kept fucking, sticking around yeah, forever. Fucking, yeah, that that was the issue with doing the fan vote was that the people yeah. were voting for people that couldn't wrestle. I stopped watching that season as soon the the the, the episode where it was down like the bottom two was ZZ and Patrick or Izzy or whatever the fuck his name was and Patrick Clark, and they oh. voted to keep ZZ and I was like, nope, fuck this, this is dumb, this sucks. Well, I was gonna because, say they got some. That's because Hulk Hogan voted Patrick Clark off. Do that yeah. math. <laughs> no, they, they did get some miles out of it. So they got Mandy. They got Sonya. They had Chelsea for a little while. Yep, they had they had Velveteen Dream. Yep. And Sonya. They they did not have Gabby Castrovinci, but she uh, shows her butthole now. So there's at least that. That's true. <laughs> and then of course, uh, uh, Josh Breedel eventually got himself fired. So. That worked out really well for them. Good to you. We should we should just review Tough Enough from now on. He was banging Mandy at one point though, so good on him. 
Not anymore. <laughs> my, my ADHD music thing just kicked in when you said that. What? Yeah. Gabby, uh, Gabby Custer, then she, she shows her butthole now. My, I don't know if anybody else is going to know this song, but my bro- ADHD brain just went, she shows her butthole now. Do, 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 do. Oh. I thought That's got to be the title for the episode. I thought you were going with the Anne Hache's butthole thing, but okay. Oh god. I still have a list of that. Did they did they talk at all about the fact that they can't do that segment anymore since she died? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Huh? Uh, it's a uh, Hollywood. No, what is it? Uh, Hollywood Babylon with uh, Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. They they did a whole thing where they did Anne Hache's butthole and they had like a theme song for it and shit like that. Wait, Anne Hache died. Yeah. yeah, she got a car accident. <laughs> Jesus, seriously? Yeah, she, she was like... She didn't die on impact, but she died like a few days later. She was apparently like high off her fucking ass, got in a car accident, and died, yeah. It's fucked up. I feel like baseball like baseball is maybe taking too much of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody told Michael Jackson? I think they were close. <laughs> How'd he react? Uh, he probably talked to his uh, <laughs> oh, she was 53. Had a good butthole, though. <laughs> I've heard the same about Jim Ross's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All oh, right. They're definitely going to give... She did a, a Lifetime movie or right before she died that hasn't come out yet. I'm sure they'll give her a fucking post mahomulus Oscar for it. Did she show her butthole in the movie? Or? I hope I hope so. <laughs> It'd be a good parting shot. That would be a nice little Lifetime movie for you. Yeah. Like sitting around the fire watching a Lifetime movie. And Ace's butthole comes on the screen. They still found traces of Portia de Rossi on her. Oh. Hey. Hey. So, let's talk about one of the worst title reigns in history. Yeah. R.O.H. Well, are you talking about a lot of people that, there's a you, lot of people that fit that description. Are you talking about my note here from Dynamite that says, fuck Claudio, I guess? We, one of them, we boasted yeah, okay. about, he's a, he's a world champion now because he won That's the That's the only world reason they put the title on him. They never gave a shit about that title <laughs> no. or having him on it. It was just their way of fucking taking a shot at WWE yep. and say, oh, look, he comes here and he's immediately a world champion. Meanwhile, it's never been considered a world championship. It's <laughs> always been the Ring of Honor championship to the point that the fucking belt doesn't even say world champion <laughs> That's on it. That's true. <laughs> sure. But so, now all of a sudden we're supposed to take it seriously because Claudio has it. And then let's run through, Troy, because I'm sure I know you all know that you have it already. <laughs> yep. Let's run through the illustrious list of title defenses that Claudio had during this amazing world championship run that they gave him. So, he beat Wheeler Utah, I think. No, he didn't. <laughs> what, oh. What, Utah? You already fucked it up. Wheeler Utah is the TV champ. No, the pure champion. Sorry. Oh, he was. He lost that shit, too. Yes, he, he lost that shit, too. Yeah. Garcia. Uh, so Claudio beats Jonathan Gresham at ROH Death Before Dishonor. Uh, to oh, win the championship. Gresham been released yet? Do we know? <laughs> no, he's still being held hostage. Then so Gage at, Match says, Gage Match says it's been known as the Ring of Honor World Championship since, uh, May 17th, 2003. Somebody's saying it doesn't mean it's what it's universally acknowledged as. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's probably correct. I, how many indie companies say they have a world champion? 
I'm sure you have announced people as as the APW World Champion or something like that before. Anyways, so at uh, at AW Battle of the Belts three, Claudio Castagnoli beats uh, Kanoski Takeshita. Uh, then at Rampage, he beats Dustin Rhodes. On Dark, he beats Which our. Which is a shame because that was Dustin Rhodes' chance to win a world title. <laughs> and then at Dark, he beats Ari Davari. Yeah, that tells you all you need to know about how they value this title. That title was defended on Dark. Yeah. And then but you know what? I was perfectly fine with him doing these matches against people like Davari. And, I'll tell you what. Whatever. I'll tell you what, Sal. Before you're going to say what you're about to say. The next time Braun Breaker shows up on WWE main event to defend the NXT title, then it's comparable. But but it was the special episode of Dark that was right before the pay-per-view. Right, yeah. Um, no, what I mean was if you wanted to have Claudio have this title, I was fine with it. But you gave it like six weeks and then you gave it to Jericho. Who's Jericho yes. went, oh, you know what? I haven't been champion in a while, Tony. Let's put a belt on me. Yeah. Uh, 60, 60 days, fucking actually. fucking All-Atlantic title. <laughs> then, of course, we had Claudio in a casino ladder match for the chance to get an AEW world title shot as the ROH world champion. It's not. It's trying to go for a better belt than you have, even even That's though it's true. supposed to be on the same level. As uh, we mentioned, Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta, the then ROH pure champion, also in that match. Yeah. And then Claudio. But that at least makes sense a little bit. That's sort of like going from the Intercontinental Championship to a shot at the World Championship. Which we used to see Intercontinental Champions in Money in the Bank all right. the time. Yeah. Except so the ROH awesome Championship is supposed to be on the same level. Anyways, Claudio. No, no, Wheeler, you know. no, oh, no, you're Willie. Okay, okay. Uh, Claudio then defeats Dax Hardcock on Rampage. Oh, that's right. He did defend the ROH think, yeah. title. You know, because Dax Hardcock is so synonymous yeah. with ROH. And then he loses it to Chris Jericho at Grand Slam. 60 days he held that belt. World Championship. Of all the places, you know, because Tony's been, Tony... How many of those defenses were outside of the United States, just out of curiosity? Uh, That would be zero. (laughs) It would be Michigan, Cleveland, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, Buffalo, New York, Arthur Ashton, New York City. But it's just, I don't get it, man. You you brag and you boast that you're in New York. You're at, you're at Arthur Ashe. And what you do is you spend the whole night disappointing your fans and pissing them off with these fucking booking decisions. This is the problem with, this is why, I mean, I this, guess we say this, this all is, often, but this is the why is the problem with AEW, which is they're only worried about popping the crowd tonight, yep. you know? No if that way. was the case, then have fucking br- mm-hmm. We'll get there. <laughs> have what? Have Brian fucking Danielson win. You we'll worried about, about that fucking- later? Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I said we'll get there later. Yeah, that is just who fucking cares, Jericho? Now Jericho's going to go around being like, I'm an eight-time world champion. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. He's going to talk about how he's a he's a. a ROH, uh, not, not wrestling credit, champion, but sports entertainer champion. Credit WWE because how many times could they have put John Cena into the situation of, oh, I'm, I'm going to beat Ric Flair's record? I really don't 
make that a thing. I think there was maybe oh. one storyline where somebody, his opponent, brought it up once, but it's never been the overriding theme of any of it. It was when it was when John Stewart attacked him at SummerSlam. Yeah, it cost him the title because yes, he didn't go. want him to break Ric Flair's record. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to point as an ongoing theme on this uh, on this show. The the most recent 10.0 review of Grand Slam 2022 is one of those fun reviews where it's like not every match was five stars. Oh, I know. Well, then it's Amy one that was. <laughs> I would have rather watched Summerfest. Um, hey. The, <laughs> the, um, so I guess we can run through now over the course of the, the thing. Um, so yeah, we talked about Jericho and Claudio. Anybody else have anything else on that? No. Uh, no. Was the I, women's match the second? How match? many? How many weeks in a row can I say on our Discord? God, Jericho's off. Yeah. Also, um, at this point, Jericho does the does same. Anybody match. else have anything else on that? Nope. Here's four other things. Wait, <laughs> I didn't say nope. You moved on before I could say anything. No, Sal said no, and Troy said no. Because so. it just popped in my head. Jericho does the same match every time now. Every no, single one no, of no, no. He wears no, different clothes. No. Sometimes <laughs> he's the pain maker. Sometimes he's Lionheart. Sometimes he's a wizard. Sometimes he's the lion maker. He catches sometimes the guy with a drop kick. He, he tries to lock him in the walls. He doesn't get it. Then he locks him in the walls. Then the guy gets out. Then he hits the fucking Jesus. It's like every fucking... Back, he went to do a fucking slingshot and couldn't reach the corner. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank God Kerry Silken was there. What? For what reason? <laughs> Just Probably to give his so blessing? That, so that Jericho could completely whiff a punch I, to Claudio and Claudio could sell it okay. on One thing I will say, and, and you can mark this down because this is something I haven't said on this show before. Because I haven't always been a huge fan of this guy. Ian Riccoboni made everyone else on that broadcast booth sound like a fucking amateur. Wow. Easily the best part of that, that announce. Now, Taz should not be in the fucking booth anymore. I'm sorry. I know I know how you feel about him, Sal. I know he makes your dick hard. I get it. But the truth of the matter is he really brings nothing to the table except trying to get himself over at this point. Similar to what Jericho does on fucking Rampage. Um, Excalibur's okay. Uh, he's sort Excalibur of like works his ass off. I'll give him He, he does. He has stuck. to. Look who he's stuck <laughs> with. <laughs> the problem is he's more, he's more now of the uh, Michael Cole just getting every catchphrase from the back and feeding it through. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's boss time. It's like, it's just, that's sort of Excalibur now. Single fucking match coming up over the next right. three weeks. Um, Shivani, I think is great. Actually. I think Shivani does a great job in his role. The problem is they've got him spread too thin. They've got 700 people that they employ who could do backstage interviews, but for whatever fucking reason, we got to teleport Tony around the fucking building, including he's calling a match. Then he's doing an interview on the stage. He gets knocked down. He's immediately in the next segment in the back doing an interview with Jay Cargill. And five seconds later, he's at the booth doing a commentary. Literally happened on this show. If only there was someone that they had who, who could do backstage interviews more than once a week. Marvez? <laughs> this is a You were right on. until you hit that V. Hold on, let's let's just so for, for better or worse, this company has now or has has at one point had under contract Alex Marvez, hmm? Dasha Fuentes, 
Alicia Tout, Jen Decker, Lexi Nair, that's a, and Chris Van Vliet. That's six people who were hired at some point in this company to do backstage interviews or do something on broadcast. Alex, Alex Abrantes. Seven. Okay. But he was for the Spanish language thing and then they decided to stop doing that. But wasn't there another guy in the very first year? There probably was. There's a Spanish guy. I forget his name. I, I don't know. There was a guy that was there with Golden Boy once. Oh, that that's who I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, no, that wasn't a regular thing. But that's at least seven names of people that they've had for this job, but they keep sending Tony back there. I mean, does cut the shit Lexi not sound good enough? Is that the fucking problem? It has to be cut the shit Tony. I mean, I they think, use Lexi think, on Rampage, but definitely not on Dynamite. They're, they're afraid to go to anybody but Tony on Dynamite. You could what? make the case that you want Tony to do the Britt Baker segments because you could say Britt Baker has demanded Tony as her personal interviewer. Sure. Okay, fine. I can get with that. That's actually sort of feeds into her character too. And, and I think her and, her and Tony are, are actually pretty good together on camera. Um, short of that, this is stupid. I ask again, what are they paying Mark Henry for? <laughs> to go, but that's enough talking. It's time for the main event. They are paying hey, once, hey. once a week. They are paying Mark Henry just so they can say that they pay him and WWE doesn't. That's it. Do just we know if Captain Insano him. actually appeared on Rampage? That was the rumor. I, I, don't, I don't believe so. Okay. Somebody else the did, though. Muda did. Uh, what oh, wow, there you spoiled it. <laughs> <All right>. Um... <laughs> So the worst thing is, is the person who they're paying the most to do the job, not even really there anymore. And when he is there, he doesn't sound like he wants to be. And that's good old Jim Ross. At this point, dude, just give him some <laughs> Jim type Ross, of... Jim Ross, who's sometimes there at 8 o'clock, sometimes doesn't wander in until 9 o'clock. <laughs> I thought they were doing something like they used to do on Nitro, where Jim Ross would just do the second hour. But you're right. Sometimes he's just there at eight. He just shows up. <clears throat> but I mean, he he sounds like he doesn't want to be there. So just give him a lifetime achievement award and send him on his way. Like seriously, what yeah. who's there doing pretty much fuck all nothing? That's pretty damn good as an announcer. Samoa Joe. Well, they don't want to do that because they they know that that means that oh, I guess WWE was right. I guess he isn't able to be a full time wrestler anymore. In fact, it only wrestles like once every eight months. <laughs> and it just disappears in between. Yeah. He's got a title, I think. <laughs> Christopher Daniels, I think, would be great in that role if they gave him a shot at it. He's suspended right now. <laughs> well, no, I hear that they, well, I don't know. The people who were not directly involved have been reinstated. Yeah. <clears throat> like Pat Bush. Which I guess, uh, well, so we've sort of segued into it, I guess. Uh, the rumor making the rounds today is that. CM Punk is done with AEW, whether oh, it no. ends up just being a full a long-term suspension or a situation where they just flat-out release him. Either way, he's now taken his ball and gone home from two separate companies. But Shocking. But it was definitely WWE's fault, so. I love that. I had, okay, back in 2011 is a different story than right in 2022 when he blatantly was like, no, fuck you, Tony, shut up. 
I'm Listen to Lee. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they're waiting until his birthday to officially send him right. a paper. <laughs> um, I was having this conversation yesterday. So, somebody was arguing with me that there was no way, there was no way uh, Tony Khan, after spending all that money, would, would side with the elite over Punk. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't understand. The decision is not in his hands. Punk will just go home. You don't give a fuck. He he will break his contract. He'll fucking sue Tony Khan. It, it, he'll never show up there again. So I'm just waiting for Kenny and the Bucks to come back because they're they're obviously going to be reinstated soon enough. Um, although I wonder if there's pending lawsuits between the Bucks and there Punk is. And that, okay, oh, there so is. And you've also got to like, you also got to wonder what the relationship now with those sides and Tony Khan is, knowing that Tony Khan sat next to him the whole time during that and said nothing. Uh, the fact was nodding his head in agreement at several points. So we haven't seen a lot of Hangman Page either since then. Uh, a little spoiler alert for Friday. Not until Friday. Not until Friday. Uh, and he did. He he was in the tournament, the championship tournament, obviously, but he certainly hasn't been a focal point. And obviously, what happens Friday changes that a little bit. But again, that's another one of those. Oh, I I don't want to get too spoilery. Never mind. Go ahead. So all the all the people that love to talk about it's, how many it's Rampage. Who cares? Yeah. All the people that love to talk about how many uh, NXT champions are no longer with WWE, let's talk about how 20% of your AEW World Championships are, champions are no longer with the company. Because <laughs> you've only had five and one of them's gone. <laughs> let's talk about how many AEW originals were on the show. Oh, yeah, like four. <laughs> it was like three or four. Um, yeah. Well, 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 you know. Fucking Pack was there, and so was uh, Orange Cassidy. Pack is not an AEW original. <laughs> he was there when the company started. That doesn't—that's not what we're talking that's about. Not, not what that means. So that's not what that means. Pack Pack was there Adrian when Neville was on. Yeah, was on the character Ed Cassidy developed by AEW yeah. on a national level. So Cassidy, yes, he acclaimed. Yep. There's, just, there's three. And Britt Baker. Guns. Nope, Britt Baker. Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader. Britt Baker. But they didn't wrestle, is what is what. Oh, yeah, it was. Jamie Hader didn't wrestle. No, it was of, of the people that wrestled. It was Britt Baker, Orange Cassidy, and the Acclaimed were the only four people that have never stepped foot in a WWE ring. Everybody else. Well, I mean, Britt Baker has, if you want to be technical. Well, yeah, true. Sorry that that was that were never fully under contract and developed by them and shit like that. Speaking of, we for there was one other person that didn't work a match, but was a former WWE superstar, and that was Soraya. Well, can we just talk about the women's match before we get to that? I don't really want to, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought, all things considered, this was the most entertaining match on the show for me, at least. Favorite part like... was Britt Baker getting her for her face smashed in. <laughs> so, people are killing Athena for that. That's not really Athena's fault. No, you turn your head to the side, dude. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that even. If you look at the way that move is set up, the person on the back has to hold position. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker lets go and starts falling sideways when uh... Athena's going to drop. So Britt Baker didn't hold her position like she was supposed to. Britt Baker that botched? may be completely <laughs> accidental. No, it may not have been a botch. I mean, accidents happen. People get sweaty, you slip, it happens, but... It's not really Athena's fault. Athena executed the move as she was supposed to, so I think it's unfair that she's getting some of the shit she's getting online. But I enjoyed the match. Um, I did too. I thought Tony looked great. Tony Storm, not Khan. He never looks great. He always looks scared. Uh, <laughs> um, this is the first time that they had a. 
This is the first time that they had a women's match on right before the main event, so that was good. I really wish Tony Khan would hang out with Eden. Um, I despise the whole interim thing. I've had, I have for a while, <laughs> but if if you're not speak on speaking terms with Thunder Rosa, then just call it the fucking women's championship and say. Well, you can't once you've said once you've done it, you can't undo it. <sighs> Which means if Rosa doesn't come back. Well, what I'm going to say, we have like a Tessa Blanchard situation where if she just doesn't come back, then what do we do? Like, we crown, why, do we have a tournament to crown a new women's is, champion? This is why every other goddamn company in the world is smart enough to not do inter, interim champions. They're also smart enough not to put their title on somebody that they know is having, is an issue backstage. Like CM well, Punk? No, but as far as Thunder Rosa, I think a lot of people were loving the fact when she won the belt. No, no, the fans were. By all accounts, yeah, the people in the back I, were not. I don't know how, how people, I was going to say, I don't know how her, her co-workers felt about it, but. Has anyone noticed any discernible difference in the attire Athena wears now versus what she wore in WWE? Of course not. She's got those dumb wings sometimes. Oh, God. Well, no, this week she had the full-on mask that she pulled to the side like she did in NXT. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Because she's on original. <laughs> No, uh, Adam, to your point, when she was on Rampage and she, and she showed up in those wings, that was like a sixth grader did it. And then they had Jade Cargill smash them. She made those by herself! <sighs> it's like when little Billy got his fucking coffee mug broken that he made in <laughs> class with Dad. Oh my god. Alright, so let's talk about Soraya. I was... I wasn't surprised because Troy spoiled it, but I was still... Yeah, thanks, Troy. Anytime. Um, I prefaced it. It was still like, okay, <laughs> fuck, she actually did it. She actually came here and signed. And I was legit worried. Cause. Everyone was. Should be. Was. Yes, everyone should be. So, I mean, like, that was my reaction was, was concern for this girl's well-being. Cause <clears throat> all I can think about is like draws. Or, or something of that. I mean, that, I was thinking about her draws too, but <laughs> no, because it's not even that. Because draws was a freak accident, and he didn't right. have he didn't have things no, beforehand. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't have shit that he didn't have a bunch of injuries beforehand. She has enough injuries where WWE is like, we can't let you go back in a ring because you will most likely not walk out on your own power afterwards. No, and, to be fair, they said that to Edge at one point too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, well, that's why, like, when Daniel Bryan went to AEW, I was like, okay, I'm a little concerned for him because the people are a little bit more sloppy, but he has been wrestling. He's He's been giving a clean bill of health. Like, they have not given a clean bill of health to, to Soraya. She well, left the company. Has. Yeah, yeah, somebody else has. Somebody who doesn't give like, If you're an athlete, you can find a doctor that will clear you oh, for whatever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Everyone will know who Look. those doctors are that you can go see. And- yeah. Look, Doctor Doctor Sampson put the ma- put the the mask over her eyes. Said, yeah. "Yeah, you're fine." See, and and you count to four. It's not. It's not even just the injury risk. It's every other risk that she has. She is a recovering addict going to a place that doesn't drug test. And she, why are you making that face out? <laughs> Because I don't know if I would bring that up. Like, I mean, you wouldn't bring up the fact that the chick said she almost died from heroin overdose, and is now going true. to a company <clears throat> where we just saw a dude relapse. How, how'd it work out with Moxley? <laughs> yeah, 
sober. He's so, now sober. Now. Right. But as far as Soraya, I mean, a lot of that shit was Alberto Del Rio induced, right? Uh, do you know who she's currently with? <laughs> it's not much better, but I, I would Ronnie Radke killed a person. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm not comparing her to Jeff Hardy. Those are two separate things in my mind. I like, don't think so, but okay. One has a history of abuse, and one had a fucking, uh, a point in her life I, where she was. I think you're glossing this. over somebody, exactly how long that thing was. Somebody has a, about. somebody it's has years, history right? Both That's of them. It. Jeff Hardy has been like 20 years. You like, do, you do her. understand that when she was showing up on WBTV with her face all bloated over that, that's because she was still on drugs even after the Del Rio thing? She's, she's just recently clean. It's not, it, it, it was not just a Del Rio thing. It was, before Del Rio and after Del Rio. She has the history oh, of abuse. Was I, was I the only one disappointed that she didn't grab a mic and go, Soraya here? Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, so her her boyfriend, Ronnie Radke, uh, p- literal piece of shit, does her theme music, so of course we have to have at least one fucking toxic person in the locker room at all times. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, like I said, we... It'll lead to a match between him and Mikey Ruckus. Right. So, so of course, yeah, we've got we've got all of that. But also, here's the other thing with uh, with Soraya. Of course, everyone is throwing out their she's a game changer for the women's division, things like that. So the two matches she'll be in, sure. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, look, I I like Soraya. She hasn't wrestled in what five years, something like that. Whatever it was, the Sasha kicked her in the head. Yeah, uh. the wrestling world has passed her by. Just like, just like know. how, just like how, I don't know about that. well, just like how Natalia was the top person years ago, and eventually, like, she just kind of stayed the same way, and everyone else got better. That's that's entirely different. Soraya came up in an entirely different environment. She was one of the people that was the first to move us away from the Divas era. Sure, like her work down in NXT was one of the things that focused people back on real female wrestling. Yeah, I just think that. I could I could name six people on WWE right now that are a better wrestler than she was when she was active, and and I'm who knows maybe sure. yeah. So I is she is she better than a lot of the people in AEW? Sure, for sure. If she can wrestle, which you know what she's know. got the best thing going for her, the, the recognition because she brings. She had a lot of work done on her face, or was that just me? She's got a lot of work uh, done on everything. The same yeah. when she was with Mandy and, and Sonya. She looked the same so. as no. when she was with them. No. No, I don't she think so. To, just to confirm, uh, last televised match was the Christmas episode of Raw 2017. Okay. Uh, she had two live event Damn, matches I'm good. the following, <laughs> following two days. So, okay, um, five, yeah. But yeah, the chief concern is she's talented as a wrestler. The AEW women's division is not that talented. Yeah. yeah and it's so, not the people you want to entrust her with. Exactly. We literally and just watched somebody get their nose broken. <laughs> and I, again, and I, I hate to say it and I hate to think and, it. And I think we can safely assume probably concussed in that spot. Yeah. Go ahead, Adam. Start, start, I was going to say, I hate to say it and I hate to think it, but you got to, you got to think it's start the clock until something terrible happens. And I hope you're wrong. And I, I don't I think hope I'm wrong too. <laughs> I don't think you are. But you can't deny that that girl has star power. 
and that and that people were excited to see her last night. Well, of course, people were different points. Yeah, though. different points. The point is, she is has, that absolutely has star power. The problem is, they are going to use her as a wrestler. Yeah, and that is a terrible idea. I can't disagree with you there. We watched we watched Ruby Riot get her face kicked in and then dropped on her head. We watched Britt Baker get her nose broken. We've, yeah, we've watched, we've watched how many other women in the past two weeks just destroy somebody's face or something else. And as somebody who has a severe history of neck problems has been cleared by, I guess, uh, Doc Gallows in a fucking lab coat is going to get in there with like Kylan King and people like that. And we're just going to expect that things are going to go good. I don't think so. And if you liked Paige alongside the Miz and Santa's little helper, you will not believe your eyes when you see Soraya in this year's breakout holiday classic, Crippled by Christmas. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one too. <clears throat> is, that, is that, are you saying by Christmas as like by the time Christmas comes right. around or yes. Christmas actually cripples Paige? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be. Well, it's, it's, it's one of them double meaning titles. Gotcha. So. It's one of double entendueendos. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, it's um, going to be be her also, against Kenzie Christmas in on a dark match. <laughs> She's going to get crippled by Kenzie Christmas. Also, can we please stop the internet? Like, oh my god, that's the loudest pop I've ever heard from a female for a female performer. Go back and watch SummerSlam when Becky returned. Motherfucker. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, dude, you, the the in arena a was stadium ha- where they could sell more than fourteen thousand yeah. tickets. The, the arena was half empty. And they're like, it'll do oh, half, but it was the upper deck was half empty. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. They had they had fourteen thousand seats of the twenty two thousand, so it was a little under half. But yeah, it that it, it's this, not, well, you're thinking of the whole arena. I'm talking about available seats. Oh, the event. Yeah, they seats. they tarped up a bunch of things. So yeah, their available yeah. seating. They had like three thousand seats up half yeah. of the set. And yeah. It's that this has always been the issue, though, is the fucking hyperbole. Everything is the greatest ever. Everything is a Tony Khan literally said this show was going to do something they've never done before. What did the, what did he do? What was special about it? <laughs> like, yeah, technically you, never done that before. Yeah, technically you. Hey, but, listen, listen, there has never been a show where Claudio lost a world heavyweight title. That's true. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the stupid part about it. It's just like. I understand there's a difference between selling your show and overhyping it. And he doesn't know the difference between that. And because to, to be fair, he doesn't know a lot of things. Well, yeah, of course. Cause he's a fucking moron. Will tell you lower expectations yeah. so that you can exceed them. Yeah. If you want most anticipated match yeah. in the history of professional wrestling, if you want to, yeah, if you want to go ahead and say that, like, this is a pay-per-view level card, I'm cool with that because honestly it was, they had a bunch of title matches going on and everything like that. Like it was, it was, uh, it, 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 I'm sorry, by a bunch of title matches, you mean every fucking match on the show? Well, yeah, of course. But at least then you're like, okay, well that, that makes sense. That tracks that like, yes, it, this is typically a car that you would see on a pay-per-view because every, every title match, every, every match is a title match. But to sit there and be like, we're going to revolutionize the sport and we're going to fucking, we're going to make everybody in the arena jizz at the same time. Like, no, just shut the fuck up, man. Just let people enjoy it. Like there's no, there, there's nothing organic about the way that they, they 
try to bring fans in. It's begging people to come and watch. Speaking of letting people enjoy it, um, they did a great job of destroying any enjoyment I had during the main event because they kept the camera on MJF in his <sighs> stupid fucking poker chip for like 25 minutes. Snatch that straight from Jason's text. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought the same thing even when he texted. And I was just like, why do they keep... Sh- Can you stop? Like, because nothing that you do with him tonight is going to make sense. And especially showing him on camera. Well, for me, it just took away from the, the intrigue of the end of the main event. Because it's like, if Austin Theory is standing back there with the case at any given time, you can fucking know that, hey, he could cash in. If he's sitting up in the fucking owner's box in a fucking suit like well now i know he's not fucking cashing in so right yeah i just and i'm sure i'm sure the 45 people in the upper deck of arthur ash stadium really appreciated seeing mjf on the big screens above the ring and not the match that was going on in the fucking ring yeah i've I've talked about it before uh, i i I don't like it when they when they cut away from action for things and and that was point out sorry we should point out that now in fact, the, the chip is the Money in the Bank briefcase and can be used at any time, even though that's never been the, the use of the chip before. Yeah. We also now have two number one contenders for the, for the championship. Yes. <laughs> or we will we tomorrow. Will yeah, we will the tomorrow. Championship. Man. Wait, 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 wait. Championship. Beat <gasps> <gasps> me to it because I started talking first. Um, I still like calling it the big pizza, but. I feel like I should pass the ball to Jason on this one. Jason, Sonic Ring. What do you think about the winner of the championship match? I've end? now convinced myself that if John Moxley gets injured during this title reign, they will create an interim title and put the interim title on John Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at now. It's like John Moxley is the break glass in case of emergency thing yeah. in AEW. Because we don't have any. This was an opportunity to elevate Daniel Bryan to cash in on some of what he brings and the eyeballs he brings from the WWE. Okay, so let's Sal. I'm gonna I'm gonna use you as the example here because I know you're a big Moxley guy, right? Sure, but I was wicked excited when they signed Bryan Danielson. Sure, no, 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 but but as as probably the biggest Moxley guy on the show, <clears throat> objectively. Where would you rank them star power one to ten between him and Danielson? Danielson is more famous than Marsley. By a pretty good margin, right? Yeah. yeah. It, so why it, would you not fucking finally pull the trigger on what and I guess we all sort of knew it was coming because MJF had already started a fucking feud with Moxley, which I fucking hate when they do that in every company. It doesn't matter what it is. Like don't yep. tell me who's gonna win a match. Or a contendership because you start a feud between two guys who aren't officially number one contenders yet. Um, but really, I mean, Moxley's now had three reigns with the title. First one he beat was at Jericho, right? Second one he got the title because CM Punk couldn't wrestle anymore mm-hmm. for a period of time. Then as soon as CM Punk came back, CM Punk took the title back off of him. And then this title he got because CM Punk got suspended. So... Did Moxley win his second title when he beat Tanahashi and it was the interim, or did he win his second title when he beat Punk on Dynamite? That was the interim. That's the second time he walked around with an AEW championship belt. Look, 
I I don't understand. Once again, this show was polluted by Tony Khan's great ideas. Like you said, it's a year from when Daniel Bryan made his his AEW in ring debut. It's at Arthur Ashe. You have a at, ch- at the place where he had his first match. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Uh, you have a chance to. Okay, so where he made his debut, that was actually the paper. Okay, you had a chance to erase. I said his debut match. You had the chance to erase everything that you've done with Punk for the past six months. Put the title on, on Brian Danielson. Have this amazing moment where he is now the guy. And instead, you just go right back to Mox and instantly disappoint hundreds of thousands of people. When, they, yeah. when this got announced, okay, do you guys remember where I put in the host thread? Your dick? No. That was a different thing. Hmm. Um, no, the first, my first reaction was, I don't know what you do, but you cannot put the title back on Moxley. That's yeah, sure you did say that. It just it makes no sense. It makes Moxley, Moxley look significantly less than. It makes the title look less than. It going to Danielson, you can sort of eliminate all the specters of CM Punk, but with the title being on Moxley because Punk beat him for the title and he never got it back by beating Punk, that's going to linger. Perception becomes reality, and it's going to be a champion who's just there because Punk got suspended. And by all accounts, he's just a paper champion because. We're going to put MJF with the title soon anyways. Which but, I have no problem with them giving the belt to MJF, but now you're making it blatantly obvious. So the the other thing uh, that, that I wanted to bring up was we have a very real possibility that at this time next year, Edge and Brian Danielson will both be retired. And both of those guys are being wasted. We have maybe a year left of Edge, and we have him in this stupid fucking feud with Judgment Day. We have maybe a year left with Daniel Bryan, and he's just fucking floundering around doing nothing. I disagree on the Edge particularly. Okay. Because I think Edge is doing what Edge wants to do, which is helping to elevate new guys. Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't see Daniel Bryan doing that because he's not feuding with new guys. He's feuding with Jericho and fucking Moxley and fucking... um, But... I think there was. I think that was his intent when he got there. Sure. Uh, by the way, uh, Sal, do you want? Do you have handy the list of all the young talent that CM Punk elevated that he said he wanted to do when he came back? I do. I have it right here. Let's see okay. who's on the list. Oh, uh, no one. Oh, okay. Because he just fucking beat them all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Adam, you've been wanting to say something. I just want to say when when they announced this tournament however many weeks ago. I said it then, this is just yet another utterly predictable AEW tournament. And they had people in this tournament that they could have done things with that would have made it interesting, the least of which is Daniel Bryan. Yet Darby Allen, who was was admittedly in this tournament for a stupid reason, Uh but again, hasn't been doing a goddamn thing. You know why that won't happen? Mr. Tony Khan realized the same thing we did when he fucking puts Darby Allen next to Sting and Darby Allen looks like his small child. You can't put the heavyweight title on this guy. Sure. He can be a mid-card champion, but he can't be a heavyweight champion. He doesn't look like a heavyweight champion at That's all. Sammy, we didn't have Miro. You know what you could have done? What you could have done 
was try to make things right with your roster and give the title back to the guy who should have never lost it because you're a star fucker and you immediately had to put the title on fucking punk and giving it back to hangman page and let him actually have the run he should have had. He's cold as ice. I wouldn't have done Doesn't it. Matter. Right that would he, dude, putting the world title on him, heats him right the fuck back up. This was a, to a, me, a run through the tournament is how you heat somebody up. To me, this was a layup for Danielson to win it. It was the sure, easiest booking decision of the that, people in the tournament. Right, of the people in the tournament, sure. Well, actually, Hangman was in the tournament, but it, he wasn't. Danielson beat him in the first round. So, Oh, that's right. I just don't get why you go against this grain. Like, yeah, sure, you want to put the title on MJF. I get that, but... There's 8 million ways to get there, and you don't have to do it right at full gear, which is what it's going to look It looks like that's what's going to happen. MJF's just going to win at full gear. He's going to beat Moxley. And then Mox can take that vacation he was supposed to take after uh, All Out. But it's just – not only does it leave a bad taste in my mouth, they, they fucked up their own fucking ending because William Regal was trying to put the belt on uh, Mox, and then Danielson ripped it away, and then we, we went off the air. <laughs> also, also, we're setting up MJF in a program he's already had. Yep. He's already had a title chase with, with Moxley. It would have been entirely fresh and new for him to have a title chase against Danielson. 100%. Or even Page. Yeah. That's and true. So we're back to rehashing things, which I know is shocking because AEW would never do that. No, of course not. Also, we had we had we had two titles basically vacated in the same amount of time, uh, literally in the same amount of time. Why was the trios one just a match and the world title was a tournament? Shit about the trios. Right. Let's fuck it. <clears throat> True. Well, well, I mean, also to be fair, they had just concluded a trios tournament for the title, sure. so. Why couldn't we just have two matches? Why does everything have to be a fucking tournament? Yeah, <laughs> Didn't we have a tournament for the interim women's championship too? That or was, was it like a fatal four way? Okay, well, that was the same fucking thing. It's a four person tournament. <laughs> oh, they're actually entirely different. Uh, not sure I you just, understand how a tournament works. I get it. But what I'm trying to say is like, first of all, you hit it on the head. The interim championship is atrocious. Please stop doing that. Of course, now you can't. Because you have to wait till Thunder Rosa decides to come back to her, or you let her. Whatever. I'm pretty Second sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that even UFC, when they do interim champions, has an understanding of like you have to come back by a certain time, otherwise um, that title is gone. Like they, you, they only do interim champions when it's like you yeah, have an injury not that's like hold up UFC because they they will fucking create a championship out of thin air to sell a paper because a championship well, sure. a pay per view needs a championship fight. Hence the BMF championship that they created. Yeah. Between what was it uh, Diaz and um, Masvidal. Well, sure, but again, like uh, eventually you have to start wondering like how long before Thunder Rosa isn't there that they have to actually pull the trigger on something and do something with it. Which even, I don't know. Again. Oh, speaking of bad booking, does anybody think the acclaimed are going to just lose the titles to FTR now? Because they had a backstage thing with them. Well, no, because FTR got into it with the ass boys during that segment. So, listen, 
FTR and Tony Khan are really big on telling you that they're the best tag team in the world. They're just not good enough to hold the championships in his company. They've been the they've been the number one on the rankings for like six months, and I've yet to get a fucking title shot. No, I know, and they brought that up before the the Ash Boys interrupted them. And I'm just like, well, if we take the titles off the acclaim just to put it on FTR, that's awful. Yeah. Hell, if we do a program with FTR on the acclaim, that's awful because neither team should lose at this point. It's a mess. The yep. whole fucking thing is a mess as far as booking goes. Look, I think a lot of the guys and girls there work their ass off, but uh, Tony Khan can't get out of his own way. He just keeps so making these fucking back ass decisions. On a scale of one to ten, what would you guys give AEW's Dynamite Grand Slam event? Six. Yeah, that's more generous than I thought you would. Be I'm correct. I'm going four. Okay. Just because of the uh, the expectation, I thought it was going to be a decent night. It wasn't even that. I'm going to go five just because I think there were some moments, but at the same time, the matches that they had were so botchy. So many fucking missteps and just sloppiness all around that it sort of took me out of a lot of it. Uh, Adam, do you have what the cage match reviews were? <laughs> do I ever. Uh, it's got an 8.07 on cage match. Surprised it's um, that low, I'm going to be honest with you. 21 tens, 45 nines, 49 eights, 33 sevens, eight sixes, three fives, four fours. Yeah, this is the, this is that 10.0. A pay, a PPV card on free TV, a great crowd and a great atmosphere, a million dollar gate, not a single bad match on the show. Hey, we got some title changes, a big surprise with Paige's return, no bad booking decision. No, no, not at all. What do you want more from a TV show? Every match can't be a five-star classic. I feel like people's expectations are way too high now. This was a great show and huge success in any way. Can someone explain to me why I'm supposed to give a shit that Tony Khan sold a million dollars worth of tickets? Why does any fan give a shit about that? They don't. (laughs) You raised prices over last year and sold less tickets. That's to mask the fact that you sold less tickets. You raised prices so you could claim a million-dollar gate. That's not... Growth, and then the the fucking fact that you were down 200k viewers from the week before when you didn't have this stacked loaded card, that's not a good sign. I've said it before. People want to be a part of something special. That's why yeah. we keep having the debate on who's a, who's the goat. Is it LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Because people will try to do anything to make it feel like their lives matter more because they're part of something special. So. They look at it as AEW is successful, and I'm living it. I'm part of that success. I paid for my tickets, so this I'm This is important. better than the Attitude Era. Yep. So that's what it is, is they sit there and they go, this is the best thing ever. We're, we're banger after banger like that. They they build their whole personality around it because it makes them feel good to feel like that, oh, AEW is succeeding because I am helping. That's all it is. So they got a million-dollar gate. First of all, we know they didn't. I don't care if they did. Like Jason said, who gives a fuck? Right. It's like, if yeah. A million dollar gate, fucking impact and tell me they got a million dollar gate. First of all, I don't believe them. Second of all, I don't care. <laughs> also, like. Although, actually, if impact did get a million dollar gate, I'd be like, really? But, but it's like. Headline news. But it's like, it's like, okay, so, so maybe, maybe ticket sales were enough that were a million dollars, but how much did you spend on the show? Because 
you had like what four or five different celebrities that were there that you clearly paid for to be there. Bunch and, of rappers, yeah, from the early two thousands. Yep, bunch of rappers showed up there, and you did like you know, and and obviously, how many people were like, "Oh, this is Trina." How many people went, "Who?" Like, uh, what was that? Yep. I was waiting for Trina Michaels to come out. I'm like, right. What? Hey, we interviewed her. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, okay, but how much did you spend on the show? How much, how much of that million dollars went to the fucking Soraya's pocket? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's too. That bumper's still there for whoever's editing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's just do this real quick because I think it's interesting. What was your least favorite moment or spot on this show? Sal. Moxley getting Danielson to pass out from raping him in a sleeper. Troy? Anything with Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do you in better. How about whiffing on the fucking Judas effect and then Claudio selling it like he got fucking shot? How about Chris Jericho crying after winning the ROH championship when he never cried about being undisputed champion for the first time ever in WWE? How about him, him fake crying over a championship that means dick all? I'll put it that way. Well, no, he fake, he fake cried the night he beat Austin and Rock. No, he didn't. Watch it again, dude. <laughs> Adam? Um, yeah, probably Jericho winning. So for me, it was probably that spot that Swerve had Caster up on his shoulder for the second turnbuckle and then went to throw him and Keith Lee just fats into the back of his head for some reason. The pounce oh to the back of the head. I laughed out loud when he said that. I was like, good on you for trying, dude. But we all know that's not what he was doing. <laughs> that was... That was atrociously bad. It it did lead me to believe that Caster might be really hurt because I was like, oh, his his knee is fucked up, so he he like legit buckled and I went had down. No limp as they walked away. No, not at not at all. Not at all. He was fine. Was yep. Like, oh, that was just dumb. Exactly. I was like, I'm like, he's not even selling it anymore. So, so apparently, no, he's fine. So we won't have interim tag team champions. Uh, but what we do get is one of the worst attempts at a pounce ever. Um. I feel like this episode is winding down, and before any of us get too tired, I did want to bring up the White Rabbit. Now... If you want to get racial, I'm leaving. (laughs) uh, No, I'm talking about the QR code behind Austin Theory on Raw, that if you scanned it, it brought you to a nice little video. WWE. Who killed the world? You did. Troy, tell me, is this Bray Wyatt, and are you excited for Bray Wyatt showing up at Extreme Rules? I already said I'm not going to dive into this, because I'm just going to get uh, disappointed again. So, See, I don't think Well, it's sort of our job to dive into this. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll dive into it, I'm, but he asked if I was excited if it was going to be Bray. I'm not, I'm not getting excited about who it is or what it's for. Okay. But Adam. do I think, do I think it's improv? Fireflies in the fire pit promo thing. What? On the Extreme Rules poster, he's talking. Oh, 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 oh yes, yes, yes. Um, Did I say fire pit? I meant fight pit. No, fight pit, fight yeah. Pit. Um, okay, so obviously I'm I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. I'm hoping this is Bray. Um, but I like the way they did this. I like that it wasn't kind of like those Edge 
vignettes that we got for a couple months. This was a little bit different. You had to do a little digging. You know, you you heard rumblings, and then there was the song that was played during the commercial on SmackDown, the White Rabbit song, and then, of course, the QR code. And I, I liked it. I liked the way they did this. I'm interested to see where they go, and I don't think we get a payoff until at least Extreme Rules. I did see something um, that... Guys, I'm going to break this down for you. Can you all see this? Yeah. Everybody's talking about Bray Wyatt. Everybody's talking about Karrion Cross. This is clearly a return for Zach Gowen. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, if you're listening at home, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I saw that somebody had had uh, had said that this is actually going to be. Bray Wyatt and all of his puppets coming to life. And it's going to be that uh, the white rabbit is carrying cross and Abby the Ramblin witch. Rabbit. It, yeah. Ramblin rabbit is carrying cross. Scarlet is Abby the witch. Abby the witch. Dexter is Bra- Braun is Huskus. Yep. And Dexter was the buzzard. There. Yeah. It was a buzzard. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it would be like Speaking of Dexter. <laughs> Sorry. Finish your thought. Oh, I was just going to say, you add one more person to that, and it's Wyatt Six. Whatever that would be. So Vince McMahon. That was a puppet, right? <laughs> that was. I mean, yeah. Alexa was part of the, the what about... Firefly Funhouse 2. How great would it be if the, puppet, if the puppet was just offering money to people to have sex with it? Right. How about an <laughs> NDA? Mailman <laughs> Pierce is right there. Yep. Um, but speaking of, speaking of Dexter, I... <laughs> I really enjoyed his TV this week because I enjoyed that we actually got the visual of that fucking machete coming up through the carpet and trying to cut a hole. I enjoyed that. I don't know how I feel about the quote-unquote baby face um, showing up at people's houses and drawing pictures of their kids. That's a little fucked up. Nobody said he was a baby face. He I mean, waited he, until they left. Yeah. He did clearly rape the Miz, so... Thanks for a baby face in my book. And yet, that is not the most egregious thing in this angle. The most egregious thing is that they showed the Miz's kids on camera and then Dexter drew pictures of them. That, to me, was like... Hold on. You, you look, do get he was the, just oh, trying to promote oh, Miz and Mrs. You do get the Miz has a reality show where his kids are featured prominently, right? Yeah, I know, but it's different when it's on Raw. It's just... Mm. It's on a reality show anymore. It's it's on Raw. Like it's the same thing. They do commercials for Ms. and Mrs. Dot dot dot. Get that on Raw. Monroe's been on Raw before, right? No, the backstage thing. Yeah, yeah we just carried her around once. Yeah. Right. So Lacey Evans had her little rug muncher with her, and fucking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nicholas won a fucking tag title. Dominic got got custody of him. There's your sixth Wyatt family member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've used people's kids before. Uh, I have a couple of more things. Uh, One, a couple just funny, but one serious. I sincerely enjoyed Alba Fire's promo on NXT against Mandy. Okay, I'm looking for. Valid points. I'm looking yeah. forward to, to their match. 
the promo was good, but we've already done this feud on NXT. We're already recycling in Mandy's title reign. Who else she's got left to beat? <laughs> and there are a plenty lot. of other people. There's yeah. a lot of people down there. There's a lot of women down there's there that Alan she can face. Henley, there's Ivy Nile, there's Tatum Paxley, there's... I don't think Alba Fire really got a fair one-on-one match with Mandy. Wasn't it, like, all convoluted? And plus, she wasn't Alba Fire then. She was um, Kaylee Ray. That's not true at all. Oh, she was Alba Fire. <laughs> baseball bat and everything. And they did a one-on-one for the title? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I forgot about it then, I guess. Um, I don't think Kaylee Ray is the one that ultimately takes that title off of uh, Mandy, but I don't know who does. I do. Oh, Perez. Yeah. I think that's what we've been building up to. Not as long as Gordon <laughs> Jake there. Uh, I, have, I have a note about Roxanne. I want to I do that last just because that's the funniest thing that happened this week to me. Um, on Raw, when Bailey gets out of the limo, she's wearing my dad's glasses from the early 90s. Oh, nice. <laughs> Those big fucking square. <laughs> did, did he ask for him back? <clears throat> can, can we can we talk about the amazing work that her pants were doing to hold her at hold all that ass in? Yes, sir. My other note: speaking of Roxanne Perez, the vignette with Roxanne and Mako, the little video that they played, and Mako. Has... What? Match with Mako and Roxanne. Not the match, the video, the video that they played this week. So Mako's interview portion of of this video, she's speaking in Japanese and they put subtitles on the thing. I have closed captioning on my TV turned on. The closed captioning for that segment just said in brackets, speaking non-English. Oh, nice. And I laughed. I laughed out loud. Not even speaking Japanese, speaking non-English. Sounds about right. <sighs> yeah. So, do we have anything else to talk about? No, no. Other than the fact that uh, apparently Triple H is a huge Chad Gable fan, because goddamn, that guy's on everything now. <laughs> yeah. I'll, do another... you want to see them um, do a do a draft and do a definitive brand split? Yes. Like down the line, whether it's unless they're going to do it for real, but I'd rather see them just put the shit back together. The fucking brawling brutes were on Raw this week. Right. Yeah, I know. Like I am really now that now that Survivor Series is no longer the only time all year that Raw and SmackDown compete head to head. They've got to get it in somewhere, right? Right. That's true. I'll give you that. I'm really, really looking forward to that match tonight at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. At this point, just end the brand split. It's, it's Just stop. <laughs> you only got one championship for tag teams to win. You only got one championship that's the, the main title. So, yeah, just end the fucking brand split. Or if you're yeah. going to do it, do it and be done with it. Yeah, just but we always on. say that. They always, like, and they do it for, like, six months, and then they're like, nah, we need, we need ratings. Let's get... Get Roman on the other show. Let's get the Usos on the other show. I do show. not think that we have had a week since two drafts ago that there hasn't been some wild card asshole on the end of the fucking show. 
So, yeah. I like how they, st- they gave up on even calling it Wildcat. They were just like, um... No, they literally yeah. were just like, if you show up, we'll book you. <laughs> we'll put you in a title, man. Yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you something. Alright. I think we're good. That, that's, that's indie booking. How many people did you bring? Oh, shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 leave Miss Hartwell out of this, please. Yeah. Are you saying that if a lot of people show up to Indy's house, she'll just let him in? Troy's booking his flight right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Indy, I heard you shake all comers, and I'm a comer. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the rundown this week. Thank you to Sal. Thank you, Troy. Thank you to Jason. Thanks, guys. It's fun. And thank you to Adam. Are well soon, Congo? Yes, yes, very true. Jason, send us on home. If that means, much like that guy that hit Jim Ross's wife, we will run your ass down next time. Bye-bye. Peace out. The new Quantum Leap is really good. Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>